Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the OK Gamers Podcast. I'm Brian, here with... Dan. Hello, King of the King of Baloney King here. And Pat. Hey. So I fucked up the cheese week, king I'm here. Thinking, oh, sorry. I thought you'd be funny. I thought yeah, you did, you did, that wasn't on purpose? No, that was not on purpose. I legit thought I was going to say here with, and you're going to be like, I'm Dan. And Pat, and then, and then he'll come in after. Nah. So that's on me. I We're forgot. still working out the kinks. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, it's really, I think every, it's every a week, really every difficult week. intro. Whenever people listen, it's always something new. We keep everyone on their toes. Uh, Brian, question about uh, middle school lunches. Um, do you remember mm-hmm. in East Bacon Day? No, you've made that. No, up. you don't remember Bacon Day. There was a day. There, you know how you could always get like deli sandwiches, but like most people never actually did. Yo, deli sandwiches in my high school were fucking sick. Okay, so you picture the cafeteria, right? To, so you you Jeez. go in on the left was like the cooler with the milks and the staples, right? Milks. What? The, 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 the milk, 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 and the staple. Better, not really. And then on then on the left on the left side was like where like the the heater was with like the random shit, and then on the back right was like the deli lady. You don't remember that? No. We not we not go to high school. <laughs> we did go. We, all right, so here, all right. We did go to the same high school. We did, but I do not remember that. I was, I never, ever, ever bought lunch. I always really? brought food. Oh. Yes, I was a hundred percent a brown bag kid. Do we ever have lunch together? Fuck. I don't remember that. I feel like I always remember getting food with everybody that I ever sat with. Uh, I don't know if me and you ever had That's lunch funny. together. I always had. I literally had the worst lunch periods throughout yeah. high school. Yo, if you ever want to talk to us about your shitty lunch periods, uh, you could talk to us more on Discord. OKGamers.com. Segway. That's good. Uh, uh, yo, homie, I, nah, I, like, never, I just didn't remember buying french fries here and there because they were only a dollar. Yeah, no brainer. I, so, okay, so that makes yeah. sense if you never bought lunch, okay? But, so, the the, the right-hand side was, like, the deli lady, and, like, it was a little more expensive than the normal school lunch, and I used to get bologna and cheese from her all the time, and, like, it was good, but then one day out of the week, it was just bacon day. She just, she, that lady just had a fucking tray of bacon, like just like fucking piled high, like whatever you wanted to do with that bacon, she fucking let you, she, she fucking she'll eat it and spit it out at you. She would put it on. <laughs> she baby yeah, she, she would she, she would put bread? it on bread. She would just give you it. She would fucking uh-huh. yeah. She would like like you know mold it up like a fucking snowball and chuck it across the room at you. You know, like, and and I would get like a fucking hard roll, like a mound of cheese, and then just loaded with fucking bacon. And it was the it was the best day of my week every week. And, I actually sound yeah. sick. Do not remember that. I feel like that's a part of high school that I just blacked out of my brain. And just like, I don't remember Bacon Day because everything in high school is terrible. Maybe I made this up because I, I was talking to somebody. I, I think it was like to my sister, but like she went to, I mean, obviously, I yeah, she went to school, North. So yeah. like she she was, she didn't remember that. And obviously, I'm assuming, Pat, you didn't have Bacon Day with high school you went no, to. No, we, we, did, we did have a deli counter, though. And we used to be able to, she had like a panini press back there. And you used to be able to get like your fucking sandwich like that's pressed, cool like toasted it was fucking sick yeah but like it's the only anytime i bought lunch it was always at that did, counter. did she have appropriate panini philly i feel like who wants like, you get like a bologna cheese panini like yeah, it was like it was yeah no, you do like it was like you tell me i could no, i had, could sling my turkey and cheese back to fucking gladys and she would just panini press it for me or i have to go and buy no i used 
still have to buy, like, you have to buy, you have to get a deli sandwich from behind, like, the, from the lunch lady. And she'd panini it. Yeah, you get panini okay. that shit. So, like, it would be, like, I get, like, a turkey cheese lettuce and, like, mayo and, like, shoot, or whatever else. Okay. And then fucking panini press. That, that sounds bitch. pretty cool. It was great. Yeah. It was really good. Uh, anytime I bought lunch, that was my go-to was the fucking deli counter. And then I, when I was a senior and we were allowed to go off campus, it was fucking just, it was anarchy. And I went everywhere. Yeah, you so we, yeah. So I'm just gonna throw this out there. I would love to know what like high what just high school lunches are like these days. Like yeah, I, like I, just to be a fly on the wall. Yeah, I don't know any high school people. Well, actually, my cousin. I like her. She's high school. She's like 15. Ask ask yeah. away and report back. I'm very Tell her curious. to record everybody. Weirdly, she's uh <laughs> awkwardly. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I'm actually curious. Like, I like lunches were gross, but like I was, I don't know, I fucking didn't care. I love ribbon. I, I that shit was made out of yeah. like human flesh. I loved it. I I hated. <laughs> I, I distinctly fucking despised normal uh, heist like lunch food, which is why like the fucking deli counter was my favorite. And then uh, my buddy Tyler, friend of the show. Like knew I think I think this was in middle school. He knew one of the ladies, or she, she he was like family friends with one of the ladies behind the snack counter. So like every lunch, he would go back there and she would just give him like six chocolate chip cookies, like a huge ass cup of fucking fries, like for free. And that asshole wouldn't share any of it with anybody. Seriously, Tyler? Used to, used to, it, yeah, it used to piss me off so much. It's like, Picture him coming out like, there, like, have, like just like, I was like bro, you have cookies. It's like, bro, you have like six cookies. Like, I can't have one. He's like, nah. I'm like, why? He's like, oh, I'll eat them later. I was like, I can't have no. one cookie, dude. Like, you, you didn't spend a dime on any of that. He's like, nah. The, re- the relationships like, right, that would be mended or broken or created in the cafeteria in high school. Nah, we he he got he got what was coming to him because we used to fuck with him hard. Like, we, like my eighth grade lunch table. Like we were just a bunch of assholes, like bad. Like it was bad news. I think every yeah, I was saying yeah, nah, dude. It was, it was we were like like lunch attention or suspension every single day. Like, like you brought knives of, and guns and shit. To yeah, school? like we stabbed people. <laughs> 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 no, but like I distinctly remember. I don't know how he didn't get expelled, but one of the kids at my table um, tried to bribe one of my teachers, like because we were getting in trouble for something we were doing. He got up and had like five bucks in his hand and like shook like gave him like a like dapped him up basically and like tried to slip him the five and like like that was Yo, we work? can just we can just not do what we're like whatever he, we were getting in trouble for and he was like are you fucking kidding me five dollars like, yeah and he's like he's like did you just try to like act did you actually just try to like bribe me with five dollars and he's like you know and then, like he immediately got suspended I, like, I don't know how he didn't get expelled <laughs> It's like I was like, what the fuck? It's also funny to think about like, that five dollars if it came from that kid's mom to buy lunch. Yeah, that, thousand percent. Yes, he he either ripped that from mom's pocketbook or dad's wallet earlier yeah. that day, or it was literally handed to him in such a convenient way. It was like, here you go, Timmy, yeah. for lunch today. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it got bad. It, no. it got bad to a point where they had to split our table up and they put us in opposite corners of the the cafeteria, and we would bring in like Nerf footballs. And then, like, write letters to each other and throw them across the entire cafeteria to each other. This is a new side of Pat that I'm learning about. Yeah, right it now. was. I don't know if I like. It was. Yeah, Pat, you were out of control. My favorite lunch period ever. <laughs> that was one of the bad kids. Yeah, right. Oh, just, I... just in eighth grade lunch. That was it. <laughs> Past that, I was not that person ever. Lunch was fun. Well, this is a podcast where some friends get together and talk about and video lunch. games and not eighth grade at lunch. <laughs> and deli counters at lunch in high school. Jesus Christ. 
This is, uh, if you made it this far into the podcast, eight minutes. And you were a real fan. Hanging. <laughs> yeah, you're hanging tough. Oh. Good lordy. Oh, we really boy. don't have much video games, like, stuff we're playing to talk about. Are we going to... Oh. I do. Oh, really? Okay. Well. Yeah, I started Resident Evil 8. I should, well, okay. I'll say we're going to subject them to, like, intricate destiny talk for the next half an hour. <laughs> no, good. No. Pat's playing Resident Good for you. Also, I have, I have a little Resident Evil 8 talk. All right. Like a slight, hit, a slight hit me with how you guys are feeling about Resident Evil 8. Uh, I like it a lot so far. Um, I am com- in complete agreeance with both of you that the game the gameplay feels exactly the same as 7. Um, I am to, to a detriment. I'll get into that in a second. I am figuring out ways to just kind of make it work for myself where like when they do send like three enemies at me or something, I can manage. Um, at least early game. I know you get like better shit, like better weapons and stuff later. But with the stuff I have now, I was, I'm able to make it work for me and like not be completely miserable while I'm like trying to shoot things. So, I just I kind of just forego like going so, for headshots, and I just fucking like I just lay into them. It, like, it is center in, mass. So, so just to drive my point home here real quick to and piggyback off what you're saying, mm-hmm. Pat. The like combat stuff, especially in like the major first area of the game, it is just like so rough in the sense of that like the shooting mechanics and like the character like the movement, it is just rough. Yep. It's just not like it's. It's fun in the sense of it's like a Resident Evil game, but like the stuff that they throw it's at you very, and like your, the, your character and everything you're doing is very clumsy, herky jerky. Like you can't hit a headshot, mm. and like they kind of want you to, or it's like the you know that you're fighting like a boss, and like there's like a very specific hitbox you're supposed to like. I'm not trying to spoil anything. Like you're supposed to like hone in on, yeah. and it's like pretty tough to 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 you know hit to focus in on that just because like the movement speed's so slow. And, like, granted, it's, like, at least on the mode I'm playing on normal, it's very forgiving, but at the same time, it's just frustrating because, yep. like, you want it to do a specific thing, but it's not doing that. Yeah, I like I, like I said, like, I, I pretty much forego even going for headshots, and I just shoot chest. And, like, if I if I hit a headshot, like, great. Like, I just don't even bother. Yeah, it's a win. Um, I know what you're talking about, the specific target thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and surprise, that, that hitbox is, like, kind of forgiving. Surprisingly enough, like yeah, I, I, like, it, it I is. very clearly, right. I very clearly missed shots, and it was like, all right, yes, <laughs> it's like, yeah, and like right, that, but that kind of bothered me. Yeah, though. yeah, like, I'm 100 percent in the same boat as you. Like, I is very forgiving, and it was like to the point where I was like, no, nope, that's not right. Mm-hmm. But it worked, it, you know, got me through it, and it was still enjoyable. Like, it's not like I didn't like the experience, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I just feel like if they just like, like the controls were just a little bit looser. Or just, like, like, it would yeah. just, I wouldn't even say looser. Just tighten, like tighten it up a little bit. Like, like. Well, I think it's too tight. I feel like he's. It's too slow. Like, I don't know if that's something. It, like, it's like clumsy. It's like it's not like really. It's not really tight or slow or or loose. It's just like, just heavy. It feels like I don't know. It's just like, he's just, like this big lumbering like, and he's not supposed to be. Do you think it's, you like, think it's by no, design just, or do you think like what do you think I. I don't know, because, like, you go play, like, and you can't, this is my thing, too, is that, like, you can't chalk it up to, like, oh, well, he's inexperienced. No. Like, I I can, I can, I can understand that in 7, because he got military, like, you know, he was, he just kind of got thrusted into whatever the fuck he was dealing with in 7. Like, 8, like, he explicitly says at the beginning that he, like, oh, the military training, and, like, he says it. But then also, like, go back to Resident Evil 2, like, 
like Resident Evil 2 remake specifically. Like, yes, granted, Leon is trained as a police officer, but it's his first day on the job, and I don't fucking feel like when I'm shooting things like that, like it's impossible oh, in, to land a shot. You know what I'm saying? Like in, in the in two remake and the three remake, you are pinpoint accurate with like you know the over the shoulder like that like whole thing is just the way it moves, especially like. At least for me, like I played those games on PC, like mouse and keyboard, like it is precise. I understand there's going to be a little bit of a drop off with playing the game on controller, mm -hmm. so that's reasonable, but it just feels entirely different. Yeah, and like to even like go even further to that point, like Claire, like Claire is not a cop; she's just a person that was going to the city to find her brother. All right, yeah, but her brother was a part of Star. It's fine, but that doesn't mean that she has fucking firearms training or like has any of that shit. But like she at least. Like, granted, maybe she's not perfect, but you can at least feel, like, good about oh, shooting your gun. You are, like, you are precise. <laughs> like, <laughs> you at least feel good when you're shooting your gun. Like, this, like, I like every single fight I get into, it's like, ah, like, I, like it, it's just kind of like a crapshoot. Like, I just aim. In the first three hours of that game, there are enemies you fight that are flying. Yeah. And again, don't want to spoil anything, so I'll just leave it at that. There are flying enemies you fight early on. And you have a very limited arsenal mm -hmm. in terms of just a pistol and a shotgun. They're very Again, fast. Not small. And yes, and they're very fast. And I like the, the amount of shots that I wasted just trying to like clip a wing mm -hmm. or hit them, whether it's eighty aim, aim down sights or just like hip fire, whatever it was, and just was like getting frustrated. Mm -hmm. And just like it just it and it the thing it just doesn't want me to return to it. And like I wanna play Resident Evil Eight and I'm going to, I'm gonna see it through. But like those moments, I just like it wasn't fun. Like I just like felt like it was just frustrating. You to be will, honest. and like maybe it was just those specific moments of those that specific enemy type, and I and I hope that's not something they just pour on later in the game because that would just be miserable. But I, and like you know, Pat, I don't know if you agree with me here, but it's just something that's just like they could have done a better job, but just making it a, bit, a little bit like tighter, whatever like mm -hmm. the, the terminology you want to use. But it just wasn't like the experience in terms of just like that. And granted, very small sample size, only a few hours into the game, but still. For for the amount of enemies that they are throwing at you, in some cases, I am com I completely agree with you. Like when you're in like the base, it was just when you're in like the cellar, like in like the the in the castle, and like you know you're fighting like those like there's like four of those fucking like weird like zombie yeah, type people the, walking the at you. Yeah, the cellar though was was a little was more manageable though because, because there's a lot of like straight corridors, so like you can yeah you manage can just it. back yeah. your back yourself up into a hallway and just line them up. Yeah. But like outside the flying enemies, yeah, that no, was like legitimately suck. annoying. Yeah, I got I got completely lucky on uh, pretty much you can you can snipe a lot of them before you even like really encounter them, which is what I did. But then, when you actually like have to like face to face, like with like a pistol, like I, it's, it's I, no, and like that happening. example, like so the, the snipe thing you're talking about, like I hit two of them, and then had two shots left because they only give you a couple shots mm -hmm. when you first get the sniper rifle. Didn't want to waste all my ammo, so I was like, all right, let me just trudge along here. Yeah. And then when I came into more of them, I just had my pistol, yeah. and then whatever shotgun ammo I had left, I didn't want to waste, so I was just being stubborn using my pistol. Yeah. And these things are in front of me, flying around, so I'm not gonna pull back out my sniper rifle. And, and, like, again, game's very forgiving. I'm playing on very easy, like, a normal difficulty. They're giving me a lot of ammo. But still, it was just one of those things where I left that encounter. I was just like, man, that just, like, didn't... That was not fun. Like, that was just, like... And I guess maybe if they wanted to make it that way, where it's just, like, stressful all the time. But still, just was, like, not easy to hit the target. Like, you know, the, the well, they, flying enemies just it also, had a lot of help, it seemed. It also doesn't help that, like, 
every enemy you come across has like that either like some kind of quick like sidestep that they do or like uh, like a dodge that they do and like it's always i'm pretty sure the second you line up a shot i'm pretty sure it's programmed to like anticipate well not anticipate but like i think as you're pulling one of the triggers i think it triggers their ai to move and like that's every time like i'll line up a shot start pulling the trigger to shoot and as i shoot they're they're fucking dodging to one side um and it happens pretty much without fail which really sucks i will say uh i got i f- started feeling better about the combat after getting out of the castle and going back into like the main hub area um cuz like they kind of give you a little bit more space to like they, they give you more room to like give yourself space from enemies and like kind of get yourself used to it a little bit more um, so I, I did. I have gotten better with it, um, Brian. I also really think that the the you'll really, really, really like the next area. The okay. the that next makes me, the, that makes me feel better because it's not. It's like so different from Resident Evil, like just in general. That yeah, it's, ver- really, it's very self-contained. It's 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 yeah. Fun. It's it's, it's a very isolated like experience, and I really think you'll like it a lot. So I I, I think if I think you should at least go back to to do that. I'm going to. It's this game is 100% something I'm going to see through. I've enjoyed everything in terms of the setting, the characters, like everything the game's had to offer outside of just like the shooting mm-hmm. has been great. I love it. But like the you know, it's a little rough. A little rough on the sticks. Yeah. That's it. That's literally the main point I'm just trying to get across. Sorry here. Yeah, I, feel for, uh, I, I, I agree. I agree. So yeah, it's like it, 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 Dan exactly. Like I'm not like Resident Evil isn't about the shooting mechanics. Like it's all about everything else. So it's like that's why I'm there, and I'm gonna see through, and I'm enjoying it. So. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't. I mean, I played on casual, right? Easy, whatever. Yeah, it's easy. One. You know, so I didn't have as much problems, I guess, on normal as you guys would have. Um, with with uh, like the shooting mechanics. It's not but. even like I don't even I don't even know. And like I think maybe if normal. Like, I think, like, the sway and, like, the That's still all there. Just, it's like, just less, I'm saying, less like, that's, bullets to exact, take somebody down. Exactly. So, like, you're you're experiencing the same thing as I did. And you even, you agreed to my point that the flying enemies are just oh, bullshit. Yeah. Like, Especially just, with like, the sniper rifle. I missed the, three just, shots. I'm like, okay, I don't want to waste all these shots now. And mm-hmm. so, like, I had to awkwardly, like, try to fucking fight these things that are flapping. And, like, they're not easy to shoot. Like, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a poorly designed that's, enemy. Exactly. That perfect way to sum that up so thank yeah. you but yeah I, I yeah i don't know i i, I agree with with both of you guys like i i don't remember being like super frustrated but like i'm not gonna act like oh hell yeah there's a bunch of enemies coming at me let's get mm-hmm. it go you know like yeah like at, yeah like at no point does it feel good to fight a bunch of shit but the, the, like and it the was issue it was more for it was more forgivable forgivable in re7 because it was like this weird slime enemies and like yeah. they threw a few of you at the at that like you know it, I felt like it was just more manageable in the sense because there was also way more tighter corridors in mm-hmm. RE7 because it was all like, you know, you're in tunnels or in like a small house. Yeah. You're in like the basement. You know, it was like or, like the, the only extent of that where it might have been a little different was like in the outside sections for RE7. But like they only threw a couple enemies at a time at you in those areas. And like mm-hmm. if you if I'm wrong, please like correct me. I know at the end it was a little bit different with the mining shafts, but still I felt like that was a little tight too. Whereas like RE8, like I, you know, early on, it seems like the, the area is a little bit more expansive, so it becomes tougher to yeah, navigate I, and also aim. I, and things I can't like wait that. till you guys get to the last area because you're gonna you're gonna have opinions on it. 
you know, I'm, I'm curious to hear what you say because I haven't talked to anybody that hasn't said that that the last area was their least favorite. So, you know, also like I mean, like seven. I don't think it's any news for anybody that the boat is definitely the weakest part of that game. In my in, like no, for, for sure. pure gameplay, the boat is. Yeah. yeah, like no one really liked doing the boat. That was like you know I I mean we all we platinumed it, so we played had to play that game five times. The, the boat four yeah, times. Yeah, you know, and every time I was like, okay, I was with the fucking boat now. You know, but I, I just I, I, like distinctly remember like running to a specific part of the boat to get like the yeah. better gun, and just like just being miserable. And, and that's the thing like, is like I understand having like an area that's generally harder because obviously the boat and this I won't spoil what the last area is of of eight. Um, but like, it's the it's, it's the hardest area. There's the most enemies. Yeah. They you know the enemies are, are different in a way to make them a little more difficult. Um, they throw there's more of them. They throw more of them at you. But like it it, it doesn't like. It doesn't feel good to do that. Like it's just, it's just like you know, I come into a room and like there's six of those fucking things shambling at me. I'm not like you know, I'm, I, it doesn't feel tense. It doesn't feel like scary. It just like feels kind of like I, I guess I gotta get through this. Like I understand. Like what are they gonna yeah. do? Like throw nobody at you? Like no, obviously not. But like I think I think like Resident Evil Nine needs to do something there. I, yeah. I, you know, and I don't know if if making the combat smoother. Is is just making like you know making it feel like a Call of Duty, but you're in a in a, in, a, in a Resident Evil game. Like I don't know if that's the answer, but they need to fix something because imagine if this imagine if the shooting was snappy as Call well. Of Duty. I, funny enough, again, not to spoil anything, but you do get to a point in the game where things get a lot smoother for a little bit of time, and it's kind of like it's a little jarring. Um, but no, it's a very short-lived thing, so it's kind of like you don't really get you don't really uh, it doesn't really affect you too much. But then I'm thinking like if I had a whole game like this, like you know. Like I would feel, it would feel like kind of weird. And also, like if you think about it, Resident Evil, like, uh, so one of the things I like about Resident Evil, but also is a kind of little counterintuitive to the experience because it's like it also takes me out of it. Is if you start Resident Evil, you have a pistol with like a few handgun bullets, and like weird fucking wolf men are coming at you. Scary. That's the whole point. By the end of that fucking game, I had like fucking forty sniper rifle rounds, like a crazy tack shotgun with a bunch of attachments, yeah. a magnum, a grenade launcher with with everything. Like you're not that anymore. You're like a fucking wa walking uh, yeah, artillery, you're walking, yeah, you know, like and, an armory. Exactly, you know, and and it's like, uh, you know, so it's like it's, uh, but you're still clunky, and you're like, if I was a, you would think if you were a fucking guy carrying around a tack shotgun, a magnum, like a fucking auto pistol, you wouldn't be like. Oh fucking mm -hmm. shit! You know, it's it, yeah. it, it, it kind of like it doesn't really lend itself well. But like again, like that's Resident Evil. I get it. You know, that's why I think I liked um, the the handsaw from Seven because like that thing just was awesome and fun to use and like it, it just like it just kind of like it was a wacky thing that you got and it made all those playthroughs after you got it so much more fun. And like Resident, this Resident Evil doesn't really have that. You know that I've looked at like it doesn't have anything that looks like that and that could be like that that like that much fun. I don't know, but. I, I like seven yeah, a lot I mean, more more than eight, personally. I mean, yeah, I, like I was gonna kind of piggyback off what you're saying, like with the last area. Like by the time you get to the last area, you have like a whole arsenal like in your bag, yeah. and like you're you're you've gone through enough of the game where like, all right, I can maybe understand like, all right, Ethan's been out of the game for a while, like shaking the rust off. I get it. Like, all right, maybe the first area you're still kind of rusty and like you, the gameplay is a little like clunky and not great. But like as he goes through more shit and he's fighting more things and he's shaking that rust off and he's kind of getting back in the swing, like making that gameplay feel better, like as you go along. 
I, I get, and it just doesn't yeah, happen. But games do like, any games do that? Like besides, yeah, like, I mean, besides like upgrades and like things that actively, oh, maybe that, maybe, maybe, maybe they well, should implement like I'm, an upgrade like, system, some, something. Because like Days Gone has something similar. Like from, I, I mean, I've never played it, but from what I've heard from Brian and Andrew, like the shooting is like not great in that game on the start until you upgrade it. Yeah. And then you, up, and, you when you get those upgrades yeah. in, and then like the, it actually feels good. And, and, like, and Resident Evil is is like a wacky enough game that they could be like. Want to buy this potion? Yeah, you f- that well, you can fucking. Who's who's to say you're not injecting yourself with like a like a mutation? Yeah, whatever. That's like, a point. Who the fuck? Like, oh well, you know. <clears throat> who the fuck makes Resident um, Evil now? Capcom, right? Capcom is always my resume. Yeah, Capcom. If, if you listen, Capcom, they had that idea for out. five Capcom million has, dollars. Capcom has made literally every single. All right, Resident Evil. Pat. Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> I was just making sure. Um, just to wrap uh, up, wrap up my Resident Evil. Talk so the here. the Days Gone thing and like to to oh, go okay. on that point real quick. Sorry, Pat, but like they like they upgrades like they made it tighter. Like there was literally an entire tree to like stop the sway. You mm-hmm. can focus. It was like they by the end of that game you're a fucking shrubshooter like aficionado. Shrubshooter. Like they make shrubshooter. 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 They figured it out, and like it's great because like by the end of it, and like this is also a thing where like and I've talked about it before, like, the upgrades like felt like heavy. It was like well, like worth the time, like of investment. Like you're doing these things for this reason, and it pays off because then it feels better, etc. There's like RE eight, like going like oh yeah, great, my shotgun has more power, but if I don't fucking hit my shots, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, that's why like I feel like if they upgrade, if they implemented some form of an upgrade system or something. Uh, even if it's yeah, just for, the, for nine, like it could just be for nine, like it doesn't need to be in every game, like, <laughs> like, and I think it would be perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, and uh, just to, again to wrap up what I was saying, um, I really like that the Duke is like super fat part of the part. Well, yeah, but part of the story, like he's mm-hmm. not just there, like, but he like actually kind of like is helping you a little bit, yeah. and, like giving you advice on things to do. Like I like that a lot. I hope there's like, also, a DLC he, with him or something where you learn more about. Also, him. he said the thing. Like to like my second visit to him, yeah. he says that pretty early. And I was like, I was like, yeah. But yeah, I, I really like that he actually is like you know complicit in the story and is like yeah, he's a cool character, assisting yeah, yeah. assisting you in some way. Yeah, for sure. Because I thought he was just gonna be big fat man in a cart. Don't, no guns. questions asked, just, just there. <laughs> I mean, that's the merchant four is just there. It's like no one questions that fucking guy though. He's that's yeah, he's that's, just there. That's what I mean. He's just out. He's just hanging out. He's just hanging out. Hanging out in the really dangerous village <laughs> in Spain yeah. with zombies. Yep. Cool. Uh, anything else you guys want to throw out there? Uh, I haven't played anything else um, aside from Destiny. I installed but... Returnal on my PS5. That was fun. It's ready to go. It sounds like I haven't played it. I haven't played it yet. A lot of stuff comes out soon. Um... Yeah, I'm really hoping that you on Friday, um, I, I, I will. The ne- uh, to next week before we record, that um, the Amazon man just gives me Ration Clank like real early, well, and if I he, can play a bunch of it. Well, if he doesn't, I'll have it, and I'll have played a bunch of it. So I, I know exactly what's gonna happen. Like I, my entire plan of just like letting things happen, like when they're going to, and like my pre-order will just get to me when it does. I'm gonna fucking go out first thing in the morning and get a copy. Ratchet Clank. Yeah, week. Brian, you're, it's gonna get delayed. It's gonna be, end up in like another state. They're gonna send you like a dirty sock instead. That's what, happened, that's what like, happened to me with uh, Final Fantasy 15, and I was miserable. Go way back. I'm so ready to just play that game on Friday. Like a Friday. Wake up. 
fucking just fire away. My my Final Fantasy my copy of Final Fantasy 15 just got lost, and I had to go buy another copy, and then it showed up at my house like two weeks later. Um, <laughs> I have a list of games that are coming out soon. Just gonna th- quick Spitfire at you. We're gonna just throw out there for excited for a minute. Ready? Do it, do it, do it, do it. Chivalry two. <clears throat> I am I, I am oh. now excited. I watched I watched a video on it the other day. Right, if you like, if you look into it, you'll think it looks fun and cool. Go watch okay. go watch fun and cool. Fun and cool. Go watch, go watch the video that uh Moist Critical put out and it just it made me want to play it so bad. Yeah, it's it's it was a lot of fun. Like I had a blast playing it. I I don't I don't know I, I don't think it's a full 60. You know, and like uh, it's probably 30. I think I was planning to buy it by myself before even Pat said he was going to buy it. So you know, and you, and you know, you got the time. <laughs> but yeah, it lo- continue. It uh, looks cool. Uh, Final Fantasy VII remake intergrade. Yes. Yeah, I don't. No. no. Yeah, I don't care. Brian, you're not gonna play that for the Yuffie stuff. At no. least for that. No, we'll we'll no. get your take on it after you play it. You're out of you're out of your mind, boy. I can't. I just <clears throat> I, mm, love the remake, but I just can't. Like, I, I don't know. There's a lot of time. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I get. I totally. I think you would be crazy, Pat, if you didn't play it. But like, I, I just, I don't know. You know how I felt about that seven remake. So, I love it too. Just a lot of fluff. I mean, you don't, have to, you don't have to do any of that fluff. So much You've fluff. Beaten it all. Wait, you don't. You've have, already beaten it. Is all. it the point of playing this, like playing the whole thing over again, because they're in a ton of shit, or am I wrong there? No, the only thing they really added was the Yuffie stuff, oh. and then there's like updated visuals and shit. What's what I mean? Like I'm, I, I thought like I'm, I'm, I, you're not gonna pl- replay the whole thing. Uh, if I do, it'll be like just pretty much like main story stuff. I'm also pretty sure you can import your save oh. from. The you other can. One, so you def you definitely can. Oh, well, that. If I can just new game. If I can just new game plus with all my awesome shit and just run through and like look at the upgraded visuals and. Yeah, if that's if that's the case, if I could just like jump right into the new stuff, I probably would do that. Yeah. I thought I had to play the whole game again. I thought it was like I thought it was like a bunch of stuff that they read me. I don't know. Right. Also, if I can just import my save and it just gives me my platinum again, that'd be fucking peachy. <laughs> Another platinum for me. <laughs> uh, Guilty Gear Strive. Yeah. Looks awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to play. Yeah, it. it looks really good. I hope we get into it. Uh, I'm excited for this. I don't know if you guys are. Legend of Mana coming off of Switch. I would I would be excited about it if I played the other ones. Fair enough. No. I never played besides uh, Trials of Mana, so but this is this this remake looks really cool. It has that they the it's got that like Octopath Traveler kind of like vibe. Not, mm. not not like the watercolor, but you know what I'm saying. It's got that like yeah, yeah, yeah. pixelated vibe to it. Um, I'm pretty hyped for this Scarlet Nexus. I don't know if you looked um, at this pad. It looks like it, it, like it looked like kind of Code Vein, but better. It's a platinum game, so is it? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Uh, this is... Bandai <clears throat> Namco. It's platinum, not developing, because I'm pretty sure Bandai Namco is the producer. No, the developer publisher. is Bandai Namco. Who's the publisher? Bandai Namco. <laughs> Oh, all right. I don't know why I thought that was platinum. <laughs> yeah, no, I was gonna say I didn't think it was because, like, you know, I would have. I think I felt like I would have realized that. Um, friend of the, well, friend of the show slash Discord homie, Biggie, said he played the demo on Xbox and he said it was good. Um, I never got a chance to check out the demo, but I will take his word for it. Uh, yeah, I I am more inclined to check this out than I would be Code Vein, mostly because this is more of like a. Character yeah, action I got, game. I got Kovac sitting over there, ready, ready to fucking go. What, what, I've, what I've, I've watched. 
I've watched Code Vein. I've again, it just looks like a like just a bad. Yeah. I wouldn't say me. I wouldn't say bad, but just looks super mediocre. Like yeah. And yeah. and once I found out we could have played together, that's when I was done. I was like, I don't want to like. Oh, I, I didn't know. I didn't know that. Yeah, was I, I I probably would have like at least tried to play with you or like like talk to you about it. Mm -hmm. But like when I found out it was strictly single player, I, I didn't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. This. So yeah. I mean, visually, this looks a lot like Code Vein because it's like anime character like wacky shit yeah um but it's more of like a character action game like devil may cry or bayonetta and stuff yeah <clears throat> uh mario golf hell yeah oh can't wait y'all gonna get smoked every mario game like that comes out brian turns <laughs> into like the biggest like yo you're gonna i'm gonna fucking destroy you in this i'm yeah, so I'm good at this game <laughs> it was yeah. tennis again 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 none of y'all none of y'all wanted to smoke in tennis I didn't even buy tennis, so... I still have Who it, was really so. good at tennis? We played that when we went away. It was the year you weren't there, Pat. And somebody was really good at it. And it wasn't Brian. Mm. Whoa. It was, it was, no, no, it was someone that. random, like John. I think John was really good at it. John was. Me and John went at it. Was that what I was? Okay, well, John was... Yeah, randomly, he was really good. I was terrible. That game, I was not good at that game. Yeah, yeah, you're bad at it. I, I mean, I didn't even buy it. I was, I was there. Well, it's all, about, it's all about rhythm, and you don't have any. I mean... No, it's true. I he's work he's working on that. Yeah, buying a piano. Uh, yeah. Also, that was the year that Andrew talked shit about me, me and Mario Kart, and then I beat his ass. That's what started it all. Yeah. And true. then he beat my Got ass the next him. year, so we have to have another rematch this summer. Got him. Uh, Legend of Zelda: Skyward Sword. Uh, Wait, that's I'm more uh, I'm yeah, no. I'm more excited to play that now that like you know the motion controls aren't quite as much of a thing like, i know they're still there but not like not like the wii controller yeah no i, th I think it's way more would be way more accessible brian you're a yeah. no on that uh yeah probably a no okay i don't blame you it's one of the weaker ones but i can't pass up any zelda game at this point in my life uh can bridge of spirits i think that game looks pretty cool yeah, that was the one with the little uh, little blob people. Yeah, and she, like yeah, that looks cool. I like. That. Yeah, they, they announced that a while ago. I mean, we're kind of getting into the later in the year. This is in August. Mm -hmm. um, Tales of Arise looks awesome. I don't know if you've been following that, Pat. I think think that's definitely should be your first Tales experience. Yeah, that's like one of the Tales, like Tales of Asperia and stuff, right? That's it, like well, it's that's the it's yeah, that's one of their games in the series. Well, yeah, I don't I don't think it's like I, I wasn't saying like a sequel. I was like it's just yeah, it's, it's the new one. Yeah, it's it's it looks it looks so good. I I can't wait. It looks like super next gen, and that yeah, those games, those games really needed like that next gen treatment. So like I'm super hyped. Yeah, I remember this is, they looked pretty dated still. Yeah, I mean they're still great. Like I still I have like Tales of Asperia HD edition. Like I still die to play it. It's just a long game. <laughs> I feel like I saw Tales of Asperia is free somewhere. Hold on. Probably. It's, it's you can super keep cheap. Talking. I want to say, like, I, I got it for 30, maybe, I, like, where I have a release date, but it, it's one of those games that, like, Wario would post for, like, $11 randomly. Um, Deathloop? Yeah. I mean, I, like, I, I've been excited about that game since it was announced, and then it's just, then I just don't stop talking about it. No, it's one of those so, games. And I, and I still have no fucking idea what it is, so. Does, <laughs> does look like Dishonored a lot, though, and I love Dishonored. Yeah, I, like, it just looks. Oh, yeah, Tales of Asperia Definitive Edition is. Never mind. It is not on Game Pass. Never mind. I don't know why I thought I saw it there. It might have been there uh, at one point. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, it looks cool. I'm still not sure what it is. Sure. It's yeah, it looks different. Brian Deathloop. Something you're excited about? 
Oh yeah, fucking that looks great. To looks me. Can't looks wait. like Dishonored, right? It's fucking sick. There's a lot of aspects that just like they have the same art style, like from Prey and Dishonored. Oh, yeah, like it's, those, just it's that, like Arcane's. Arcane's just kind of bit. Like mm -hmm. they're just the way that they they do things. True. Um, yeah. Uh, but every like I I haven't watched a lot of trailers except for like the first initial trailer, and they I was kind of sold on. They all are basically the same trailer, which <laughs> is great. Glad to hear it, <laughs> and I'm just leaving it at that. Like I literally don't want to see anything else from this game. Don't want to like. There's nothing else. Like I, just from our, like, I guess from a like developer's perspective, like I've liked everything they put out, so I'm just willing to just go into it based on that, and that's it. You don't watch like IGN's 21 minute preview. And then there. No, and unless unless this fucking thing comes out, and the day before I, I spend money on it, or the day that I've spent money on it, and it's shipping to my house, the reviews come out, and they're like, it's a six. Yeah, like, right. Then I'm like, ah, fuck me. But, like, again, I have enough faith in the developer. Arcane's put out good products. Like, I'm ready to go. Yeah, same. same. Man, Prey is such a jam. Well, it is a jam. Prey is underrated. Uh, last couple quick ones here Far Cry 6. Yeah. Yes. Back for Blood. Hell yeah. Yes. And Dying Light 2, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yes. Yeah. Big time. Big yes. All right. Uh, any other things about games or want to jump right into the news? News. Okay. News it up. This one's a little old, but we did get a chance to talk about it next week, cause we didn't, uh, last week, because we didn't podcast. Um, Square Enix revealed a lot of Dragon Quest uh, stuff coming out. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm super excited. Uh, I loved Eleven. They showed off... Uh, Dragon Quest Twelve. So uh, supposed to be like way more mature, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's so it's it it was just a teaser. It showed just like like ground, like like look like mm -hmm. like just like dirt ground, and then it, like the like the like the Elder Scrolls Six teaser, basically. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like the air. And <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Elder Scrolls, and then flames in the ground for twelve. <clears throat> it's called mm -hmm. uh, Dragon Quest Twelve: The Flames of Fate. Mm -hmm. Um, I forget exactly what. It's in Japanese, but it's translated to like, do you like your life or something kind of like like I love it. yeah something like that. I forget exactly. I could be totally off of that, but it's something kind of like more mature. And then mm. uh, they uh, kind of said it's it's uh, literally I think I, I forget his name is the Dragon Quest guy. Uh, what quoted saying this is like Dragon Quest for adults. Cool. So I'm for adults. Extremely excited, and you you need you will play that. Uh, yeah, that will we'll, we'll play. I was, like, too far behind the train on 11, and there's too much shit out for me to commit. Well, at to at this point, yeah, no, I, I get it, yeah, but... So. Um, they are also remastering, re I guess? Dragon Quest three, and it coming like, out in HD 2D. It looks fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, it looks really cool. It looks really cool. And, like, I don't know much about, like, the older Dragon Quest outside that everyone in Japan loves all of them, so I imagine three <laughs> is good. I don't know if yeah. three is like considered the best one or better than the one or two or whatever. I'm assuming there's a reason why they're remaking three. Um, so very excited for that. Uh, and then there was they're remaking. I saw. I don't think it's this article that I pulled up, but they're uh, they're uh, Final Fantasy X was an MMO. Um, that like Final I, Fantasy eleven. No, uh, no, I'm sorry. Final Fantasy Dragon Quest. Blah, get in my JRPGs. Oh, I was like, what? I'm sorry. Dragon Quest X was an MMO, I believe, mm. and I don't remember exactly how popular it was. Again, it was this. I think it was a Japan only game, um, and well, at least it wasn't very popular in the United States. And now they're coming out with like a single player version of that game to play. Right. Um, so that looks cool. 
you know, I, I don't think there's any information on when that's coming out or anything like that. But I love me some Dragon Quest. Anything I get, I will I will take. Hmm. Sounds okay. like you love Dragon Quest. I think everyone would like Dragon Quest if they gave it a shot. I think you even like Dragon Quest, bro. You don't, you don't want to get a Puff Puff by one of those cute bun, bunny girls? <laughs> mm. I'll, pu- I'll give you a Puff Puff. Like That's boob. what I want here. It's like a boob I would job or something. You. you get healed when you do a Puff Puff. Yeah, so it's like a blowy. Oh. No, Pat, it's a Puff Puff. <laughs> it's not a blowy. Get it right, Pat. Sorry. Get your shit straight. My bad. Uh, speaking of Dying Light 2, we have a release date for that. We... It's called Dying Light 2 Stay Human, coming out December 12th. I really feel like that didn't need to have a subtitle. December 7th. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah I, yeah, I don't think it really changed as much. Um, looks cool. Looks like a new Dying Light game. I'm into it. Yeah, hopefully I can get into this one, so that'll be good. I think we all well, play it you together. Don't, Pat, me and Dan will certainly get into it. The, the, <laughs> the uh, co- Pat, what? I'm uh, not you, Pat. Fuck you, Dan. What console? You gonna do PC? You gonna get some? What console? Whatever. Let's what, whatever console really you want, want to be wanted on. Dan, let's let's lockstep with this one. I'm ready to go. I would be willing to do it for PS5, but if you want to do PC, I'm up with that too. How's that tropical punch? Baby? Great. I thought you delicious. You, I thought you were drinking a Red Bull before because it was yellow, and I was like, "It's fucking one, two in the morning." I think a, a Red Bull at two a.m. would fucking melt my entire body. I don't think you would sleep, those... and you would and you would have like a stroke at eight a.m. Adverse effect, just crush a Red Bull my entire body. Just... <laughs> those those <laughs> truly like punches like that that you're drinking are really good. They are bangers. They're like really Yo, like too good. Mm. I went to so this we're gonna tangent here. So went to local grocery store, stop and shop for any. I don't know if that's East like Coast. a just East. Yes, thank you, Dan. East Coast thing. Stop and shop just opened my eyes to the amount of different. Because I'm I'm usually a beer distributor guy. I go to a local beer distributor or I go to a brewery and I get specific beers that I like. Because I'm just a, a shithead like that. Grocery store, stop and shop like that. They have an incredible. Like I'll give them a lot of, I'll give them a lot of props. They have a really good beer selection. They do. And on top of that, the seltzer selection. Hard seltzers are just way, 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 just like they're they're on another planet now. Like every main every main brand not only just has one hard seltzer, they have three different types of hard seltzers. Like fucking Corona has a hard seltzer, then they have like a, a limonada like hard seltzer that's like a lemon lime, but it's all different flavors. And then like Bud Light has like three different variants. And like the White Claws has like a like the Trulies has like a tropical, a normal, like six different flavor packs. They're literally the entire like middle section of the alcohol like department of a grocery store if you will Mm -hmm. which is loaded with different kinds of seltzers it was so overwhelming every brand has like three different types now or four different types you ever go to stop a shop i get overwhelmed yo (laughs) so here's the thing but we left with topo chico hard seltzers which were incredible topo chico yo topo chico is like is just like a seltzer water like, look it up. Just Google it really quick. So they've, already, they've already got the cor- the market cornered on seltzer. Just add a little alcohol to it. Yeah, it, exactly. Oh, That's what I'm saying. I've seen this. Okay. You've definitely seen yeah. it. But they have a hard seltzer. And they're, like, pack or whatever. Very, like, standard flavors. They have, like, a pineapple, strawberry. I don't even know what else. Ta- is in there. Taggy, lemon, lime. taggy lemon, lime, mango, guava, and pineapple. Berry guava. Strawberry guava. All banging. All banging. 
They were all so delicious. So you said for any, you said I'm going to stop a chop tour getting some Topo Chico hard seltzers. For any of our listeners <laughs> that are of age to, to consume alcohol and would like a refreshing beverage that doesn't taste like, you know, uh, cat spit and rubbing alcohol when they drink a seltzer, Topo Chico is the, one to, is the one to go by. It was very good. Those would uh, buy again. Those fucking the the truly like punch flavors, like the fruit punch, the tropical punch, like those are fucking delicious. I, they I are very very, very good. Existed. Is that they are a little, so good. They are very very good. <laughs> like a bit like dangerous, but also like, too like, too sweet. Yeah, for me, it's personally. like it's like literally like drinking juice and like it's yes. like I, it, you can't you don't like you barely get the the bite of like the seltzer or the alcohol. Like it's like it's like next to yeah, because like normal Trulies and White Claws. Love them. They're great. Crush them. <laughs> Hanging out. It's good times. But it's very much like other seltzers where, like, the flavor is, like, pretty, like, tame Overbe- for the most yeah. part. Well, not tame, but it also just has that, like, chemical taste. Where yeah. It's just like, it's... I'm drinking some fake weird stuff that's yeah. poison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the, those, those truly, them. those truly, the truly punches are, like, other fucking. So anytime I come across a seltzer, it just slamming. tastes like weird poison. <laughs> Copa Chico. <laughs> That's the one. Uh, I had a high new for the first time. That was really good. Nooners are great, man. Those Strawberry. Are awesome. Nooners. Nooners. Just drink them, crush them, tr- <laughs> spit them, throw them down. The, four, the, 44, <laughs> the 42 to 44 minute mark of this podcast is all of our listeners realize that I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, I was saying. Nooners. Yeah, for the, for, for the kids kids that are underage, this is how you become an alcoholic at the age of 30, kids. So just listen to, listen to Brian. Here's a weird viewpoint or peer into my life of just. (laughs) We can cap off. We can cap off this conversation. I discovered the greatest coconut rum on the planet. It's called Rum Haven. It is fucking delicious. Can I buy that at any liquor store? Uh, go to their their. It's weird. Go to their website. Type in your zip code, and it'll tell you what liquor stores around you have it. Well, which ones by you has it? Uh, there's one. Do you know where Joe's Pizza is over by me? In that, there's a liquor store like right next to them. That's where I bought my bottle. All right, so tomorrow when I'm all <coughs> alone, I will go get a pizza and some rum yeah. and drink it. No, it's some, and drink it behind some, some, some dude. Some it's high like, noon, some Topo Chico, dude. It's like drink it's, crush it's as pizza. It's slam them. As it's as dangerous as like those truly punches that we were just talking about. Like I, I was mixing it with Dr Pepper the other day, and I could not even taste it in my drink. Yeah, the best I was gonna is, say that's just oh, something Jesus you can taste. This. I mean, I've. I've I've done it in Do- Coke and I couldn't taste it in like me Dr. and Brian. Dr Pepper has Dr Pepper is one of those low key like great mixers because yeah, it has so many flavors. Yeah, it's so overwhelming. So I, I oh god, this is terrible. So I used to buy and I can't remember the name. I think it was um, Midnight Moon. It was a moonshine, and I used to buy a Blackberry moonshine, and would mix that with Diet Dr Pepper, and just delicious. And like feel like it would just, you wouldn't taste like granted yeah it would taste like booze but because it's moonshine. At the same time, though, be, would be super tolerable because Dr. Pepper just has so many flavors. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I've mixed it with Coke. Can't taste it in the Coke either. Like, Brian has tried it. Good. I, delicious. Like, great. Could you taste it, really? No, it's good. It, yeah, well, yeah, I could taste some coconut. But you it was can just get the very, coconut, like, but you don't have that, like, alcohol like bite. Like, it's, like, it's fucking bad. It's, sweet, like, dangerous. fresh, delicious. It's dangerous. So, anybody that's crush, of legal age, crush them. Go buy some rum uh, haven. Also, the, 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 cru- the crusher joke, Dan, to just give you the context there. So it was a couple summers ago. Me and my brother went into the beer- local beer distributor by our house for any Long Island native. Swiftway is the place to be. And we walked in there, and guy's a big Met fan. Me and Jared went in there. 
also me and my brother, big Met fans, went in with our jerseys, whatever we were rocking at the time, getting ready for a four o'clock game, <coughs> whatever it was, Saturday. And the guys, guys going to the game. All right, let me let's hook you up. Guy immediately was like, "What are, what are we buying? What are we drinking?" We're like, ah, "I don't know. We're perusing." And he's like, "I'll hook you up. These right here. These are crushers. I forget what it was, but that was where the term came from. He gave Hell us a, yeah. a lager, pale ale, IPA, whatever it was. He's like these, you, you just pound them all. These just crushers, baby. Crush them. Crush them. And that's just where. The, for, since then, every time I've had anything that's easy to drink, crusher. There you go. There it is. It's gonna be our vacation term from now on. Yeah, we're gonna every yeah, time we're out drinking we're together. So we got some, we got some fucking crushers, baby. All right, Man, well, I've been living. I've been. I'm so glad that I just gave you guys that little tidbit of knowledge, and we're gonna just <laughs> carry on with it. <laughs> All right, oh, you heard it here. Shit. Drink them, crush them. Stick them in a stew. Stick them in a stew. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Pat. What the fuck were we talking about? <laughs> Dying Light 2, Brian. We were talking about oh, Dying Jesus. Light 2, but now we're not because you had to talk about it. <laughs> well, you can, you, can blame, you, you can blame me. I'm the, one, I'm the one that brought up his truly. Well, I, I did also uh, apparently start the fucking beast over here talking about all his alcohol. <laughs> all right. So, Brian, this is all you. You want to talk about this chicken nugget? Oh, yeah. So the there's a chicken nugget that... Is shaped like the Among Us, an Among Us character, which is literally just a blob with feet. Yeah, yeah. And it's sold on the internet, eBay specifically, for a hundred thousand dollars. Well, nine ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-seven dollars to be exact. Oh, close sorry. enough. So either way, could you put a bullet in the back of my brain, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but then you know, won't be in the same world as this Among Us chicken. What do you think the guy who bought it did with it? I, it's like, yeah, dude, I, I'm so convinced that it was like. Some like kid, and like somebody's like rich dad or something. Yeah, it's never actually. Like, it's the character one. from the game. I play it. You need to buy it. And then like I was like, all right, fuck. Or it's some controlling, and he has no it. intention to pay for yeah. it anyway. Or that. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yes. Well, this exists, exists. in the world. So. And yeah, you know, so and, I hope everybody feels bad about. Yeah, it. and then you know, if you really wanted, you could go home and try to make your own chicken nugget and make it look like a McDonald's chicken nugget in the shape of an Among Us character, and potentially make your own hundred thousand dollars. Well, yeah, all you just got to do is just fucking puree some chicken and then shape it. We got to get the right kind of, like, kind of, like, consistency so they think it's McDonald's. Ah. Ah. It's... The one, the one thing that that made me realize <laughs> is just, like, how popular Among Us is. And, like, I've gotten some, some viewers into this because, like, my my significant other is a, a teacher for the youth and she has a lot of children that play Among Us on their phones. <laughs> what, 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 what else? What else did she teach? Like old people? What? <laughs> she, I don't know, maybe she's a college professor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, for the youth. She's like, she's like a pastor or something. Like. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Yeah, uh, my point stands. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Carry on. Okay. Chicken nuggets. Yeah, we're, okay. We're moving on from that. Um, I know this was kind of talked about a couple weeks ago, but they, it was confirmed uh, this past Wednesday that Sony Bend, uh, they are the developers who made Days Gone. They are officially working on a sequel and potentially taking some parts of Days Gone um and moving that into whatever the successor to that will be, which is kind of cool because I know there's some there's a lot of good parts of Days Gone, 
So realistically, if they if they kind of chip off some of the stuff that wasn't great and took a lot of the stuff that was good, and obviously they could move on from motorcycle guy in Oregon fighting zombies because that's obviously yo I like I like motorcycle guy mo- motorcycle guy fighting zombies in Oregon rough at the beginning great at the end you know granted they got to fix some things but like the setting was like that was one of the strongest parts about that game was the setting yeah like that. it you know especially for a motorcycle guy because like you just like Oregon just had like you know Granted, I don't know how realistic it is. It just fucking like, rip the forest in Oregon. Not, this not fucking... that realistic. Lots of forests in Oregon, again, but at the same time, like you did upgrade the bike to like be able to like you know off-road tires and shit like that, <laughs> and fucking bigger engine and bullshit. You know, it's like it all made it more like I guess realistic or. But it's still video game. In video game terms, yeah. um, but I'm just curious, like very very curious, what like the next chapter would be. Like, maybe even using that character, or however they take it. I don't know. But well, it's a it's completely new IP, so it's nothing to do with Days Gone. They, they, they're just building off some of the... Uh, the exact quote is building on the deep open-world systems that they developed for Days Gone. That could be a lot means of things. They just, that means just they want to take the Horde system and put it in something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, probably, actually, because they love the... You know, that, well, I guess it depends on the axe, but that was probably one of the bigger mechanics in the game that... Bigger, bigger mechanics that draw people in was that. If you could take the horde system and just like plop it into like, uh, um, what is it, Back for Blood or whatever the like, the I mean those games left <coughs> Left for Dead clone. What is that called? Back, back for Blood, uh, spiritual success, successor. Yeah, like it. I mean, like I don't know, like how to work with a first person shooter and like just being that chaotic. But like the, just like, and I wish you guys played it because you'd speak to it like you know with me in terms of like just how like sometimes like the and like i you know occasionally it was a little bit broken because like the ps4 couldn't handle it or whatever but like the the horde system like worked really well in terms of just like all just chaos on screen yeah. and just like you know like if you get set it up right with light traps and like the weapons and like just like it was really cool honestly just like a great system they implemented and just like it was a shame it came later in the game in terms of just being fully fleshed out, which is being, like, a fully developed character with, like, different, you know, like, an extended weaponry and all the things you really needed to take the hordes on. Because, like, the first few times you came across them, they were just so overwhelming. It was just, like, you know, yeah. it was stupid. But by the end of the game, like, you became you became a one-man army that really could go up against them and go toe-to-toe with them. And it really was a lot of fun. So if they just, like, I guess, developed that idea and concept a bit further into a different IP in some way, it could be really cool. But I don't understand how they could take that that system into something and put it into something different that isn't just zombies versus humans or whatever. Yeah. I mean, well, like, I don't know. The quote is so vague, it could be literally anything. It'd be like, they liked the fucking UI and they want to keep that in the next game. It doesn't have to do anything with, like, it, you know, I mean, it could be... It literally could just be guy on on bike. Yeah, <laughs> or, yeah exactly. Yeah, it could be I mean, anything. Games like <clears throat> Left 4 Dead and, uh, like, Back 4 Blood and even, like, World War Z, like, they have very good, like, horde systems. Oh, like, World War Z, I forgot about that. They're they're there yeah. and like they they work well. It's just, I mean, you know, they're I just not they're just they're just not an open. World War Z was underrated. World War Z actually. World War Z was World War Z was a lot of fun. That, we was, played that cool game. right, Pat. Right, yeah. we never finished it. Yeah. I always wanted to. Like, is like that game was like pretty unique with like the like the whole World War Z thing with them climbing on top of each other. But mm-hmm. like some of those like you know some of those match whatever like levels whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Like where like it gets pretty nuts. Like I remember thinking like yeah. it's nothing and, like yeah, they, it's super they, satisfying like. Machine gunning into like a fucking stack yeah, right. of zombies, and they they and they come at you from every single direction, yeah. and like nowhere you go, 
like they'll like climb themselves to get to you. Sure. Like it's like very much like the movie where like there's like sections of the movie where you see them like literally stacking themselves up to climb a dam or like a wall yeah. and like like they do that shit in the game. Like it was it was cool. It, it was, was cool. I, I had a surprising amount of fun. Even though we played like two nights in a row, but still. Yeah, it was still cool. Yeah, definitely was cool for what we played. Uh, all right, moving on. Um, Shin Megami Tensei Five got its release date. Um, cool. I put this in specifically because I know I know Pat, you're probably interested to an extent with this also. Um, Shin Megami Tensei is a, a, a another Atlas franchise um, up there with Persona Five or Persona, I should say. Um, shares a lot of similarities with Persona. Um, Persona, Persona. I would say Persona and Shin Megami are, I think, are in the same like universe. Generally, well, I believe. I don't. I don't think tech like like yes, but not technically. Like yeah, I don't think they're. I don't think they're like technically associated like that, like officially. But there's like personas the, and like the, every single persona in the Persona games is a like a, a, a whatever they are in fucking yeah. shit. Oh no, there's so. like exact like you know like uh like <laughs> yeah, most of like the early the early on personas like uh Pixie and like those ones mm. from like Persona Five are literally ripped straight from. Also, yep. well, not rip, but they're you know they exist in both. They are shared. I played yeah. Shin Megami Tensei four for a good amount on on the 3ds, and I kind of stopped because it was the 3ds. Uh, but I enjoyed it. It was uh, it, it's way more obtuse than Persona, so I hope this one is a little more easier to get into. Um, it uh, like it, it was all like it also just wasn't like it, it, like the like old like it wasn't. I guess because it was on the 3DS, like, it wasn't, like, an open world. Like, it kind of was, like, one of those, like, things where you like, clicked where you want to go and, like, the yeah, camera just like moved a, to go to that area. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like an old point-and-click adventure where, like, you would, like, you click down, you click your way through hallways. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, you kind of approach, like, a 2D sprite, and then you have to talk to it to catch it. Yeah. So they, and, then, and then you just have it. And that was way more obtuse in Shimigami than it yeah. was in Persona. Like, it, it was ridiculous. And there was no rhyme or reason because mm-hmm. sometimes it was random. But I did like I did like what I played. It was also a lot longer than I thought. So like I was hoping for like a twelve hour game, and it's like a forty hour game. I was like I'm not trying to do that. So. Yeah, I truthfully I went into that. I went into like I had never played a Shin Megami before. I've never even really I never had really even heard of it before four. And then like I went into that like completely blind, thinking that it was like just a JRPG, and it super wasn't, it wasn't. that at all. But it's cool in its and own way. I, like you know, it's yeah. I mean it's it's a unique thing. I just it was just not like my. Th- I was like this is not at all what I want this to be. Yeah. So I stopped playing. Um, so the premise of this that stars an ordinary high school student who's thrust into a battle between gods and demons after visiting oh, a barren world could die dot to eighth. I don't know how to say that. The eighth. There, the student merges with another being and transforms into an entity called Nabino. Players will explore a destroyed demon infested version of Tokyo in search of answers, all while battling hundreds of monsters. So that's kind of like know. what four was because you went into that alternate universe, you know, and you went. Yeah. Remember, like you go down like the first couple floors, mm-hmm. and then like you're like in that like academy that trains you to do that. And then I don't know yeah. if you got this far, but you literally get to like the city, and it's like this like, weird warped version of like I don't know whatever city it was that, in four. That I don't. It, it, that I don't remember. It was a little ways. Like I said, I played the game for like at least six to eight hours, so I was pretty much in there, um, and that was simultaneously cool and overwhelming. So. So, yeah, so this is, uh, I'm pretty happy this comes out, uh, November 11th. 
cool, and then that comes out, and then eventually Persona 6 will come out. And sure. I'll be really excited. <laughs> or Shibagami Tensei 3 comes out in May, if you really just want to get, get cracking on it early. No. No, me neither. Uh, <laughs> a couple of big announcements. I'll save this one for last. Um, I'll run... So E3 announced its schedule. Um, nothing too crazy. Um... I mean, everything we kind of expected. Um, it's obviously all virtual again. Uh, Nintendo's on Tuesday, the 15th. Uh, Xbox is on Sunday. Ubisoft is on Saturday. So there's been, like, overwhelming reports that... Um, and, Dan, if this is one of the last things you want to talk about, let me know. Nintendo Switch Pro. No, that's yeah, that's not the last thing, but that's one of the things I have up here. So that's been rumored Sorry. to be announced. Didn't, yeah. didn't know if that this was a good segue. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was a good segue. If I was interjecting, no. sorry. Um, I, I'm also, I think I also read that the Nintendo stuff was like like an hour long or something. Or like no, it's like that? four hours long. Uh, I have it here. Uh, well, their yeah. E3, their E3 presentation is usually only like a half hour. I think I read that was like an hour and change, and then I think the Playhouse is like yeah. long as shit. I'm sorry, you're right. The Playhouse is what is long. It's 40 minutes long. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the rumor <clears throat> is that the new Nintendo Switch, um, I think this was reported originally by Bloomberg, um, will be announced at their press conference. Um, reportedly coming out for 3.99. No, 2.99. I'm sorry. Oh, that's not bad at all. Um, no, no, it's not. Um, have a bigger screen, better, you know, obviously the games will look better on it. Everything we've been hearing for now literally so years. I don't think that it's going to be, and, and again, this might just be wild speculation on my behalf, but, like, everything I've read has targeted this thing as, like, the Nintendo Switch Pro, quote-unquote. But being that the retail price is less than what the original Switch was for, I just think it's going to be as, like, a Switch, like, you know, they're going to, like, change the name. To be a little bit more like consumer focused. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think Switch Pro is just like a nomenclature that we've just been using. So like it's just like that's just what we're calling it. I don't think it's going to actually be a Switch Pro. <clears throat> I think you know just like and maybe just like Switch. It just literally might the skew might take over the one that we have. This well, could yeah. literally just be the Nintendo Switch. So the, the actually I was wrong. The rumored is that it's it's going to be it's definitely going to launch higher than two ninety nine. So, it's not so even be. if it's so, what was the original? Sorry, if I don't, I don't remember, but is the original was two ninety nine, so three hundred dollars. Yeah. So even if it's what is what was the PlayStation Five and Xbox Series? What was that four ninety nine? PlayStation Five was four ninety nine. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So they were the new consoles this year in terms of generation for Sony and Microsoft were were five hundred dollars respectively. So sw I don't think the Nintendo is going to come in that high. So even if they were, so the original Switch was two ninety nine. And they come in now to four hundred dollars, say three ninety nine, and and they just market it and not as a Switch Pro, but just the Switch. Like they're just like literally re-releasing the Nintendo Switch. Like, do you guys agree that that would be more of a realistic approach in terms of like this? Because we're at almost what this is the fourth year that the Switch has been out. Two thousand seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Yeah, yeah. This is the Mar yeah. March was four years. Yeah. So yeah, this would be. This is essentially just a nice refresh for them. I yeah. just can't imagine that they would be comfortable having two SKUs out there. I think. Uh, I mean, I, th I think they would phase out what we have now and do this and the light, right? What? Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Well, that's what he means. It's like the the, thank, the newer thank, one would replace this. 
And exactly, Pat, you're 100% right. And I'm Dan, exactly, thank you for correcting me. I'm forgetting they have the light, and that's yeah. that's already a second skew yeah. with yes. a separate name. So yeah. instead of going light, switch, switch pro, yeah, that's too much. it would just be li- light, and sw- and this would just be the, here's yeah. your new Nintendo Switch. Yeah, they'll probably market exactly like they marketed the, the new 3DS, and it'll just replace the skew, and it'll be the new Nintendo Switch, and it'll replace the old skew for the Nintendo Switch. So they'll have the new Nintendo Switch and the Switch Lite. Yeah. And that will be their two SKUs. I agree. And which makes the most sense. Um, I can't imagine. I, I really cannot imagine that they're high, they're, they've got enough of. I can't imagine they could fit enough in there to make it like a legitimate upgrade to call it a pro and like it be like significantly better. I could just um, see them showing off whatever big game, and like maybe maybe they would tie this in with Breath of the Wild too. I that's what I was thinking too. And like, cause that's like the fucking biggest thing, mm-hmm. um, you know. And maybe there's something, cause like I don't know if it's if that's ready yet. Like maybe there's something else that's you know, in a Pokemon or I don't even know. What's I mean, in we like have a Nintendo docket. Um, fucking we haven't seen shit on Breath of the Wild Two is ready. We haven't seen shit on Breath of the Wild Two since it came out. Or since that would that would be something. Trailer. though. imagine you know they're like showing up something about Breath of the Wild Two when it co- what, in this. Yeah. So I mean. Uh, Truthfully, I think the the best way they can go if they when they announce this thing, if they announce it, is um, Breath of the Wild two as a launch title on it, um, and it takes and, advantage of all the features. Yeah, and that and that Pokemon Legend of Arceus or whatever that open world Pokemon game is that's supposed to be coming out too. That's I what I was going to say. So thank you. I was. Gonna I think say those. Like, Two, I I think those two games launching on their this new skew, whatever. Like if it if this is what it is at all, I think would probably be their best bet because yeah, that kind of gets I, that gets both audiences, like the younger audience and like the the older audience, like ourselves. I think the like, the, the younger and the older are pretty much intertwined now because like I think Pokemon has like grasped that. You know the the same people that are playing any Pokemon game on Switch are playing that have played Breath of the Wild. Fair. I mean, there's always there's always gonna be some bleed over. Like I I, right. I, I I have like no desire to play Sword. Like I've I've played like half that yeah. game and like just don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. So, like there there's definitely some some bleed over. And like obviously there are younger kids that like Legend of Zelda, and there are some people our age that love Pokemon, which is perfectly fine. I just feel like. I mean, granted, maybe an open-world Pokemon game is probably aimed a little bit more up in the age bracket. Um, but, yeah, I just I, I feel like that's probably their best way to launch this thing. Call it, the right. new, call it the new Nintendo Switch. Replace their old SKU with this thing. And just fucking launch it with Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, it's the move. Just going... Going from hearing nothing about that game to, hey, it's coming out in a year or whatever. Yeah, like, that would just be, like... It's crazy to think that the last time we bought a new Nintendo console, it was in tandem with the release of Breath, Breath of the Wild. Wild, and that Breath of the Wild 2 is in tandem with the release of an upgraded system. Makes the most sense. Yeah. It does. It's also just insane. From a business they, if, model perspective, it's just like, man, you yeah, guys, if, eggs if, in one basket. <laughs> if they, yeah, I mean, they, they know what they had with Breath of the Wild. The fucking game sold, like, hotcakes like there was, it was people like, that the i was stupid saw like that, that game that game moved so many of those switch units, consoles like yo. it's unreal they i love so what the attach rate is for that game it's probably fucking super high it's it's gotta just, be nuts that's the point i was just trying to make i distinctly <clears throat> remember seeing videos and at the time it was vine 
Now it's TikTok. <laughs> At the time it was Vine, and I remember distinctly seeing Vines that were just like, got my Switch, played through Zelda. Here I am selling my Switch. Just like, you know, just like that return rate. Just like, all right, yep, I did the thing, I'm done. Here we go. Yeah. And obviously, yeah, so you know, there was a reason to hold on to the thing because there's plenty of games we played on it. But that's just crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm also just very curious in terms of how it'll stack up. I mean, like, there's no way it'll stack up with the consoles that we have now in terms of, like, no. performance. It, but it'll, it'll, I think bo- it'll boast some very impressive, like, I Nintendo, know there's... Nintendo has, like, nested themselves in this, like, weird, like, corner where, like, they almost like don't need to compete. No, they definitely like, don't. Hard, like hardware wise, with like Microsoft and Sony, because like it, they have their IPs, they know they're gonna sell. Like they don't need their consoles to be fucking crazy horsepower, like like wild ass machines. Like they have like they kind of gives them room to experiment with their hardware. Like they they know what they have, and then they just mm-hmm. fucking like I don't know. The only thing that I could say that they really need to like actually work on an upgrade is their like their online stuff. Well, that and the dog Joy- shit always. Joy-Con drift is a big problem. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you're on right. The online interface and just like the you know connectivity things like that definitely needs to be updated. But like the um the, their upgrade model is definitely very different from what a Sony or Microsoft would will and should be. Yeah. Um, but like they, they, they definitely at least at this point because like 4K TVs are, are pretty standard now in households. Like I think they'll have that output from like the docking perspective, and yeah. they'll probably move to an OLED screen on a handheld perspective, um, which I think is is pretty relative and you know uh, would be like welcome changes from a consumer perspective. Like it, you know if I hear that I'm gonna be like oh shit yeah let's go that sounds awesome. Just because yeah. even if, you know, they say, like, all the OG, like, you know, Breath of the Wild 2 isn't out for another year, but the OG Breath of the Wild will now output it 4K to your fucking TV. And for me, as someone who owns an OLED, I'm going to go, oh, fucking hell yeah, I could replay Breath of the Wild before the, the new one comes out with a, you know, a higher fidelity, you know, with this new unit and kind of hold me over until this is out. Like, that would be awesome. Yeah, and if they even if they like bolted up that dock a little bit and like it gave it a little bit more room to add some like like a little bit more like powerful hardware in there to like do 4K and stuff, like I think that would probably be the smart move. The only thing that I'm worried about is that Nintendo gonna be pretty fucking stubborn about shit, and if they don't want to, they're not gonna do it. <laughs> like they don't like. I just can't imagine at this point they they release an updated console that doesn't have 4K output, and like I, I mean, understand if it doesn't have HDR. Like that is definitely a ver- that is very specific, and this might be just like more of a like because I, you know, TVs, graphic cards, whatever nonsense bullshit. Like th- th- you know, they have to have it, it can't be like handheld specific to docking station specific to like have HD. Like I, again, like also I don't know a lot of these fucking things. Like I'm not that tech savvy, but like I can't imagine that they have a handheld device to a docking station that would transport like HDR or like have the content pass through or the, or the output pass through like you know like there's like the serv- specific things that like you, you check the boxes when you're looking like the Xbox Series X mm-hmm. or PS5 you know in terms of like games that are releasing you know um, that have that sort of uh, you know they, th- those check those boxes but you know and again Pat you're 100% right I think they are stubborn but I just can't imagine they release an updated console that doesn't have 4K output at least that I, it's just 
that's that's my problem is that like you yeah like you say that but it is nintendo they are super stubborn like they refuse to like i know i've said this already but like they refuse to make a like competent or like even get in get in line with like a competent online experience and like one of their big sellers is splatoon which is a fucking online shooter technically speaking oh yeah you're and like right. they, you can't even like you like same thing with smash like smash is online is garbage like it, it's just they can't even like get in line on something like online multiplayer that people want and like want to use and like use regularly like yeah you're like i th- i agree with you and i think it makes sense for them if they're gonna put out like an upgraded version of this console that it should be like outputting to 4k and like the screen should be better but it's, yeah, it's neck, nintendo and code. they could very now like yeah their netcode is shit but like also like their interface like their their fucking online interface is shitty like you need to download a fucking separate app on your phone to use voice chat like there's so many weird like obtuse yeah, bullshit I'll, things i will never that, like, forget there was one instance i've had the switch since it launched there was one instance where someone asked me to play smash online with them and i'll never forget like the just the hoops that mm-hmm. i had to jump through just to get into a game with them and it was just so intru- like just it felt intrusive like it just felt like i was just like like breaking the rules almost where it was just like with microsoft or sony it's just like hep this is my name it's just me. it's just we're it, yeah, in just, we're done it's integrated it's integrated into their system like it's just how it has just how those systems work and then like nintendo has done no has made no strides to make any of that better like why do we still have friend codes that's fucking stupid like and the friend code has been a thing since the you, fucking 3DS. You get stuck with friend codes, and they're just like, here, here's friend codes. We got it. Everyone has their friend codes. Live and die by them. But we made this thou- thousand other things better. Like, and you're 100% right. Like, they can't. And I was definitely super focused because, like, I'm not a online person when it comes to the Nintendo Switch. But yeah. you're 100% right. Like, they have to fix those aspects of the system as well. Yeah. Yeah, and like I, I'm, I'm also not an online person. Like I don't play, I don't play Smash online. I don't play Splatoon. Like I don't play that stuff. But like for the people that do, like that sucks. Like who the fuck wants to like? I don't know. I just it, it would make just make you not want to do that. Like I, I don't. Are, is is Rocket League on the Switch? I think so. Probably right. Like I just like why would you want to play Rocket League on the Switch? Like fucking, it just sucks. Like the, their fucking online capabilities are shitty. Like it just. I don't know. Uh, it's just something that needs to be fixed, and that's just to my point about how stubborn they can be about things. And like, I truly hope that these upgrades are coming. Like, especially like the 4K output and that's and the new screen on the uh, the handheld. Like, I think that's the way to move. Um, I just I'm hoping they're not going to be assholes about it. No, great. So we can, great point. We can move on. Good. With, yeah. Good. Dan. Yeah. You still with us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, this is the last bit of news. Um, kind of ties into each other. Uh, so the first part, Sony delayed God of War until 2022. Saw that coming. Great. Uh, we've talked about yeah, we delays happen all the time. I don't think any of us yeah. are people who really get too worked up on delays. Th- but the, the biggest point with delays, and like, not the biggest point, I'm sorry. My point with delays is that, like, with this past year with the pandemic, like, delays are one of those things that are super common now. you got to just expect them, accept them. It's great. Just let the studios do what they got to do. But also, like, it's one of those things where it's like, games are just now going to come out when they're ready. <laughs> like, yeah, it's true. Not, how they should. 
Ex- which is always how it should be. Exactly. And, and we like, never should have gotten to a point where that wasn't the case. Yeah, money. Bingo. Money, and baby. It's also, and it's also, I feel like there's going to be a bigger divide in the preceding future where it's like things are more like, here's a game in early access because like we want to release what we have now, et cetera, et cetera. And then here's a game like we're going to release it when it's ready. So here's a delay until 2022, 2023, whatever it is. It's just like that's just going to be the landscape of things. And I'm just great accepting of it. Let's go. I hope everybody else feels the same way. That's how it, that's that's how it, there are games that can benefit from going early access. One hundred percent. I just like I just hope that like more Minecraft developers and like some Nautica and like Chivalry and stuff like that stuff going early access to to test the waters and just make sure that like their their the the structure is there and that their game is able to perform generally how they want it to and then just improving on it as it goes like perfectly fine. But for a game like God of War that's supposed to be a single player big like single player experience where like you know, you're not really in it for, like, a worldwide experience like other games, like like multiplayer games or online games. Like, that mm-hmm. game should just come out and just be ready. Like, Yeah, so if God of War was just like, hey, we're delaying it until it's ready, instead of just saying we're delaying it until this year, like, that, like, uh, of course they couldn't say that just because... Like I'm sure from oh, well, a, stake- they have to, they a have stakeholder they, perspective, they would just fucking yeah. lose their minds. But I just wish it was just like the concept, just like, hey, it'll be released when it's done. <laughs> well, that's like that's like to to that point. Like I like as much as I I love the way the AAA games have been coming out. Like over the last couple of years, like there's bigger, better, like just fucking crazier shit. Like, but because the attention that all of these games have gotten, just the the fucking business side of it has gotten so much more like ridiculous and like i like you remember games like ps2 gamecube even like the first xbox the early xbox 360 most of the xbox 360's lifespan games just came out and they were ready and like they were good and the like they were just done and that stopped that just fucking stopped and like it was just like oh we just put like we just put this out and there's a day one patch and like it's still not done and then like you gotta wait another couple weeks and then there's another patch that fixes something and then it's just like on and on and on and on and that like it's just there's so much pressure now from above to just get shit out the door that like you just can't release something finished and truthfully I obviously like this is kind of beating a dead horse but Cyberpunk 2077 is a perfect fucking example of that yeah and that type of shit should just not ever happen anymore like and it's going to unfortunately yeah i think that's just a part of the video game industry unfortunately but yeah it's that like double-edged sword because like if some like i've been meeting to get back to cyberpunk because and like granted i'm playing on pc it's an entirely different landscape people who want to play the game on a sony platform haven't been able to because it's not been available to them which is just still in fucking scene to think about that the game is not available on sony platforms with all the updates, etc. And like the thing is, like, I, and granted, my fault. I haven't looked into it lately. Like, I don't know if, if the if Xbox iterations of the game have gotten the same updates that the PC versions have gotten. Very, no very curious in that. I gotta look into it. So my apologies for not coming with that information. But it's just one of those things where it's like I know, like you know, I have the game on GOG or Steam or whatever. I have it on. Like they, it's gotten all the updates. Like I have it installed. It's got the updates. Like I'm just ready to jump back into whenever I, I I'm going to. And I'm very curious to see what it, what it plays like. On PC prior, it's been a, a, a halfway decent playable experience, and I've talked about it before. I just like you know, it's one of those things where it's like if it released under access, it would certainly be a more understandable situation. But yeah. like that is just such a specific example where it's it's just like 
how many people can't even play it or can't even see it. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like, and they they probably spent money on it. I don't even know how many people have like. Think about the people. I'm sorry. It, <coughs> excuse me. Throat. The people that haven't gotten their money back yet, if any of those cases still exist, people that bought it on the Sony platform, weird ish like return issues, things like that. Like, I'm sure those exist out there. There has to be some cases of mm-hmm. it, you know? Like, or people that just, like, it didn't play it initially on Sony when they bought it, and the game's gone off the platform, and they never wanted to return, but they, they like, deleted it, can't reinstall it. Like, <laughs> yeah. just think about that. That's insane. Yeah, and it's just, again, just to, like, nail that point home, like, I just... Pushing games until they're ready is the best case, and, like... I just yeah, that was my the, very the, roundabout way of, of trying the, to agree with Pat. The vi- the all like the the consumers in this industry have just gotten so fucking selfish and greedy and just want things now and just blah 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 and like they never learn their fucking lesson. And then well, I don't think the, it's just consumers. I mean, I, no, it's not. And then and then this the and then there's the fucking the stakeholders and like the shareholders and whatever publishers or whatever, and they, they just want the shit out the door so they can make whatever money. I they mean, can and get to an extent, it. I understand that. I understand deadlines existing. You know, yeah, like I don't. Obviously. I I, if, I mean, I, I think you know, if if the world was just you know everyone had as much creative freedom and time as they wanted, I, you know, I don't think the world would work that way. You know, like so there has to be some. So I'm happy medium, and I think a good example, like you said, Pat, is having things go and in, go into early access, so that being maybe a more of a common practice, um, yep. instead of shoving things out the door when they're not ready or they're not play tested or whatever the case may be. But in the same vein, though, I don't think it's a realistic thing that you know every game should have as much time as it possibly needs forever to be because like some games, people would never be happy with it; they would never come out. Um, you know, because people would be constantly tweaking. You know what I'm saying? Like there has maybe to be some. No, no, I, so Dan, to that I, to that point, I agree think, with you. Maybe this is like not a good example, but I'm trying to to make something out of out of not nothing here. But the like think of like Valheim, when we were at peak playing that game, mm-hmm. all we wanted was more content. Yeah, and we knew we weren't going to get it, and we burnt well, out on that game. Yeah. Not that we knew that we weren't going to get it. We knew the developers were very like transparent about the timeline. Yeah, and we just happened to play it so much, we got to a point where we were like, all right, we're done. And like now that they're releasing stuff, like I mean, are we gonna go? There's who's to say we're gonna go back to it and, and see it through, and what they release, mm-hmm. you know? But they at least were like, hey, you know, it's early access, not everything's finished, parts of the game are undone. You could go there, but there's gonna be nothing for you. And hey, here's like our schedule. You're not gonna see extra content for six months, and you bang through it, and it's like, all right, now I gotta wait fucking full six months to see everything that they're intending or mm-hmm. whatever see a part of what they're intending and then it's going to be even longer like it's it's that example of like that or or you know sorry if i'm not you know totally aligning with your point here but it's like that you know when you have a developer that's super transparent about everything and it's great because you love that but then at the same time it's like you wish they would get things done faster because it's like you're just the consumer who wants it done faster yeah <laughs> Well, I think I think a big I think it all boils down to player choice. I mean, Valheim we chose to play in early access, and so we knew we were getting into. But as an example, like Baldur's Gate three, that came out mm-hmm. and was like a half a game, and I said to myself, I don't want to play this yet because I want to wait for all of it to come out, and I didn't play it. And if I, I went into something with Hades, and, and if I wanted to play it, and then was annoyed that I could, didn't get everything, that's on me. That's not on the. That's not on the. Yeah, on the developer. and I'm not. And I'm. And I'm not. I'm sorry. Maybe I miss miss drove my point but like 
we weren't annoyed by the t- by the point in terms of we caught to Valheim where we were like, all right, yeah, we've seen and done everything. Like, what the fuck? Where is the extra content? But we just played through it so fast. We're like, ah, dang. Like, snap the finger. Like, wish it was here, you know? Mm-hmm. And But, like, again, those developers were transparent. We knew what the, like, release dates were, you know, and the, you know, to that point with Boulder's Gate Three, it was like you knew exactly what you were getting into. You weren't ready to bite the bullet. Yeah. You know, and if if Cyberpunk Pat back to that point, like if Cyber the Cyberpunk devs, you know, Project Red, which is like, hey, it's not done yet. Here you go, though. You would be more willing to just understand across the board. Yeah, and they, if, they, yeah, if Cyberpunk came out the way that it did, and there was an early access, people would be like, oh, that's terrible. Good thing that didn't happen to the actual game. And it would have yeah, been, it would have been, people would have laughed and like it would have, it would have been fine. And, you know what I mean? Like it, it, they would have yeah, solved so a lot of issues there, I think. The the weight that those two words carry in the, 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 like. Crush them? What? <laughs> you said there were two words. What, what words? What, what do you, what's your point? Early access. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. The, the, the weight that do, those two girls, those two girls. <laughs> <laughs> That those two early girls. It's getting, it's getting late, fellas. <laughs> that those two words like carry in the current climate of like the way the industry is like it's just it's immense. Like yeah. again, like the the entire catastrophe that was Cyberpunk twenty seven seven could have been completely avoided. Maybe not completely avoided, but mostly avoided if the words early access were tagged on that game yes. when it hundred percent quote unquote came out. Yeah, but then you also think about games like Fortnite, which, in my opinion, yep. was in early access for way too long. Yeah, and that game was in beta for like three years. Yes, you know, or <laughs> like PUBG, or like, those those games took forever mm, to hit 1.0. I still I still yeah. feel like PUBG is in beta. Like every time I go to down, like yeah. an update, and I'm just exactly. like, huh. You know, and then and that's like for Fortnite, like 1.0 felt like an update that I would have got at any point during early access. It wasn't like this, like oh, finally now I can really play Fortnite, like yeah. you know, but. Every game's different. It's hard to compare Fortnite to Cyberpunk, but, um, but yeah. So God of War coming down 2022. Uh, last point here. Um, I personally don't care. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter care about this. I don't know how you guys feel. Um, God of War and Gran Turismo Seven, which not in our circle, but is a big game for PlayStation, are coming to PS4 and PS5, and some people are very unhappy about that. I don't get it. Uh, I mean, until I would care more about it if there was like a legitimately like like decent amount of PS5s like in circulation, and there just aren't. So like, if like not releasing this like the 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 PS5 has been so limited in its release since the fucking thing launched that like I can't. Like, I cannot be mad at them releasing games on the PS4 because, like, they're just going to miss out on, like... If every game... Tons of sales. If every game for the next two years came out and it was like, hey, it's on PS4, it's on PS5, fine. I I mean, the the fucking Xbox One and the 360, it was, like, a year or two before they stopped making games for the 360. I just... I know, and, like, I've I've seen, like, the proof is in the pudding. Like, those games... Like... Will play better, will run better, et cetera, et cetera, on um, the better like iteration of that console. Mm-hmm. So the people that are upset that like, uh, well, should be an exclusive to this console, dumb, stupid. What well, do, those, what do you yeah, do? I mean, those are the same people that are complaining that you know, 
uh, Horizon is on PC now. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, get like the it, fuck. It, get the fuck out. If you want to play like, it on PC, away. play it on PC. You want to play it? On, I, yeah. that, just, just like go away, dude. Like, I get it. It's all just comes down to personal preference, choice, etc. And, and I'm all for it, and that's great. But like people that just get upset about those things, I just get your like, like conception of things, get your understanding of things. It, it just in like you know, just bring it in, bring it on home, figure it out. Yeah, I, I mean it, it. It harkens back to my point from the last time, like the last thing we were talking about, like the consumer side of like the video game industry has become so greedy and like selfish that it's, like makes no sense. you can't you can't even be happy about like people that are on the last generation of the same platform that you're on are getting the game that you're like get the what the fuck like i don't uh, understand like why like why are we upset about this doesn't make any sense like there's one the, like the console wars is one thing like you know if you're a fucking sony pony or whatever or like a fucking x-boy like Whatever. All right, I get that. I guess to a degree, but like you're gonna now you're gonna shit on people that didn't get lucky and get a PS5. Well, like, it literally like, is a crapshoot. Like, I, 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 I actually I, I kind of want to. I don't know if it's that's completely it because I'm just looking at the numbers now. The PS5 has sold more consoles than the PS4 has sold in this in the in the same amount of time. So a lot of consoles are out there. I don't think it's I don't think it's a hundred percent accurate to say it's that's the only reason. It's just the PS5 is such a demand and due to COVID they can't get enough out. But there's there's more PS5s in the wild than there was for PS4. So I actually did not know that. Yeah. Well, so, initially at that point in time, but then again, you have to look at the numbers in terms of the sense of how many consumers are are video game players, quote unquote, because you have different age brackets. You have people that have not only are in that same age group that have now gotten older that still play video games, and then people that age in. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm just kind of more point being is I, I just don't like it, it, it. I just don't think that's the only reason why. Like, it's not just like oh, we don't have enough PS5s out there, so that's what we're gonna give it to the PS4. Also, so I, I no, think yeah. that's a very if that is a reason. I think that's like a footnote at the bottom of the. Yeah, I, yeah, I truthfully, I was I wasn't aware of like sales or anything like that. No, so and I, yeah, I, you're I, looking I at it in the in the. the yeah, I wasn't sure either, Pat, which is why I looked it up because I was like, I that makes sense because it's so hard to get a PS5. But and like, I keep se- seeing keep seeing thing about how PS5s are selling. Like or like the, the sales are good, you know. Yes, and then yeah. like the the reason being is because you have such a hu- a wider margin from an age bracket. Like if you look when the PS4 sold, and like granted, I could be totally wrong here, but I, I've looked at some numbers before, and I think I'm I'm close. If you look at when the PS4 sold, you had say like an age group of like you had eight like twelve like let's just say this is roundabout eighteen to you know forty two or whatever. And there, these are the main groups of ages that are buying this console. When you look mm-hmm. at the PS5, it's totally different. It's way younger to way older now, and that's just expanded because video games have gotten way more popular. Yeah, yeah and, the, and yeah, that's the, why there's more units sold is because yeah, you're the, reaching. It's such a larger reach. Yeah, the 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 actual like like you're saying like the age brackets now like the that age range for people that are buying it even even say that wasn't the and case even say, gender. Like, Exactly. Say, say, like, say, yeah. I'm sorry, mean, what, gender, didn't mean like to that. say exactly. But, to, to your point, you're making a different point. Sorry, but but like the uh, like say like this is not even say like age range. Let's just say like you know maybe a kid that was seven when the PS4 came out and never really got one is now 14 and wants to play games. Is now lumped in like the the those people that were maybe too young to experience video games and like really like appreciate them and like be able to pick up a console on their own are now in a a general age where they could probably do that and like 
there are just way more of them now. Mm-hmm. So like th- like that generation of, pe- of of kids that has now grown up and is now looking to buy those games are now within the same age range as like us. It, like you know, seven years isn't really much for us. Bl- like blip on the seven radar. Years, seven years ago, I was twenty two. So like, I was I've been able to like dabble in that area and like a kid that was seven is now 14 yeah is he now, ages like, in. actually able to dive into that shit like yeah it's th- there's just such a larger number of people that are in that are I, like i also you know, think it's so i think it's so mainstream i think that like a seven-year-old is actually interested <coughs> in yeah. is a- asking his parents to get him a ps5 like yeah. that's the difference here is i think mm-hmm. that there's a younger generation and maybe even an older generation that typically wouldn't have been in the market for these things that are now and even in the middle ground too and then again yeah. uh, there's way more you know female um you know uh buy-ins i don't even know what the, the consumer the, consumer the term would be for like the, oh. the gender you know for that to say that they, that you know group is more interested now overall in terms of you know from the video game landscape yeah so. all over the spectrum like every like you got fucking yeah 100 you're right gender every gender is in it fucking yeah every age group is in it like you got fucking you got old women i think streaming the, on la- Twitch. the landscape like, in the is. last seven years has changed <laughs> dynamically to the yeah, point for sure. where you're gonna see the volume of sales. So even if Sony's cranking out, uh, you know, dozens more units, you know, per group, etc., you're gonna just see that shift. So yeah, yeah. and also COVID, uh, you know, that also yeah, definitely helps yeah. sales. Yep. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, again, I don't know why people are complaining because it's exactly what they like the PS4 and the and the Xbox 360 or the Xbox One did. When they launched, there were games coming out for the PS3 and Xbox 360 for at least a year, maybe two, before that that got squashed. It was, and mu- it was I mean, even like sports games. Like I remember, like the last like MLB game, not MLB, maybe it was uh, Madden. Like one of those last games that got released on one of the Xbox consoles was like so substantial like it was like six years like it was like such a long like it was like the very last breath of the console and it was like oh madden's finally not releasing on the 360 i was like oh okay Mm -hmm. like there's just always going to be games and you know developers and you know publishers that find a way to release their product on every platform to just maximize on profit yeah yeah i mean it's makes sense there's still audiences on those on those platforms like it's even if they take longer to get onto the next ones like they're still you know they're still there playing their old thing like their old consoles like why not why not cater those people even like a little bit 100 but yeah uh yeah i i uh so so there's actually a quote from uh was this man's name holst something holst had a PlayStation Studios where I could... Oh, Herman Hulst. Thought that name's made up. Sounds like a Dr. Seuss name. Um, he said... And this is probably just some company bullshit, so this doesn't sound too bad. Uh, when asked about why they're not focusing on the PS5 and they're coming out for both, he was quoted saying, I think that'll be bad news for fans of PS4 and frankly not very good business. Uh, where it make sense to develop a title for both PS4 and PS5, Actually, that's basically I can't find the exact quote. Basically, saying <laughs> a lot of people have PS4. Why are we going to leave them in the dark if we don't have to? Which makes sense. And they also 
one thing I guess people have to realize, too, is that the PS5 is going to have a lot of upgrades to it. It's not going to be the same game. So even if you're, I don't know why, you if you have a PS5, unless you're just upset because you feel more justified in your purchase. Well, that's that's exactly what it is. It's, just, it's, it's literally selfishness. Yeah, it's all I, yeah I guess. Uh, you know, but to say that your game is still going to be better... And so it's still worth it to have a PS5, but at the same, I, I I don't know if I would put it as full like selfishness because I guess I could kind of understand like, like I no one ever no but held a gun to your head and said go out and get a PS5, but I also understand maybe wa- wanting to feel like you know you definitely needed that thing, you know even though it's all on you for buying it like I just I understand feeling that way. Yeah, but there will there will also there are also there are and will be games that are solely for the PS5. Ratchet and Clank is one of them. Um, Returnal was one of them. Like that, yeah, well, those games aren't those games aren't on PS4. Yeah, but I mean, if, I mean, if you ask me, that's that's kind of a small offering if you think about it. And the next and the next big things that are coming out, Forbidden West is uh, or Horizon already confirmed for both. Uh, got a war control for both. I mean, I, it's it it is it could be better. It is good. It is good business in my eyes to release it on both, especially yeah. those titles, especially considering how well-received God of War was and how well-received Horizon Zero Dawn was. Yeah. Like, why would we... Like, why would you not? No, no, I, I get that's... it. No, that's why I agree. I just... I can understand someone feeling the opposite. I mean, do I think that person's warranted to go on Twitter and be like, I'm fucking so pissed off. Why the fuck don't I ever buy... You know, like, no. But... Well, I... Like I said before, like, all these people that are pissed off remind me of the people when like Horizon went on PC and they're like oh well you're taking my game uh, and you're putting it on and you're giving it to these people like get the fuck out of here like yeah like I don't people like, just want people so just weird. want to feel justified that they went out and they searched and searched for a PS5 and maybe they scalped a PS5 and they spent a lot of money and those people were probably angry cuz like why would they even have done that if they, these games that they you know cuz that yeah. you know at the end of the day you know like Newer gamers probably aren't looking for Ratchet and Clank. It's a, that's an old that's an old series. Like Shame. you know, Shame. huh? But you know Shame. you know what I'm saying. Shame. You know, or like Returnal's a brand new thing that's like not for Shame. everybody. Shame. But like God of War. <laughs> yeah, it's God great. God of God of War's fun. It's cool. Everybody likes yeah. it. But Returnal and also Ratchet and Clank, fucking great. Should play them. There it is. Thanks, Brian. Th- I mean, bring that home. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks I, for the you know. Yeah, thanks for giving me the little lap there on the executive opinion. Appreciate it. Yeah, again, I, it's just I get what you're saying, and like I understand that, but like you gotta also think that like if those people put in that much of an effort it, to even go as far as scout, like potentially getting a scalped PS5 and spending that much money, like they were not going to pick that game up anywhere else. Like, you, like it's just not. Yo, imagine it, the it people that not paid how like eight hundred dollars for an Xbox. Like, those those same people that Pat's friend are pissed off. Those those same people that are pissed off that they that you know God of War and Forbidden West are getting released on both generations would be the same people that would be pissed off if they had a PS4 and it only got released for PS5. So there's literally no making any of these people happy. It's just not in the cards. It's never going to happen. And we, as the people we are, just need to enjoy what we have because it's all great. That's great <laughs> gravy just, for us. And we can just and we can just love it. Speaking of, we didn't mention Forbidden West got revealed with a, like a like a, a date and stuff, and it looks good. Uh, what what game? I'm sorry. Forbidden West. Oh, yeah, did I miss that. Yeah, that looks cool. Yeah, it's got a release date. Looks good. Um, <laughs> that looks gameplay cool. looks cool. <laughs> I know Horizon. I like Horizon. I didn't like. 
blow my load every every minute to that game like a lot of other people. Same. I'm I'm in the exact same boat as you. I blew my load with the first hourly. <laughs> Not I'm in the same boat as you for the first for that first game, Dan. I think this game looks from what I've seen it looks better. So I'm excited. I'm hoping that I'll have like it'll have like the Last of Us Two effect on me, where I think like, I, I like the sequel much more. Cool. All right. Cool. Great. Cool beans. Cool beans. That's it. Yeah, but then news. again, I mean, like, so okay. the the PS. God, I just can't. I can't <laughs> let go for a quick second here. The PS Five stuff, like all the sequels, like you know these things coming out on PS Four. Just Xbox. Think about the Series X. Think about the people about the Series X. No exclusives. Man, I got shit. Nothing. Game Pass is great. Great service. I love it. On there. But. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm on Twitter just because I uh, just because I remembered Colin uh, Moriarty tweet something about uh, the that this whole issue, and a lot of people are a lot of the a lot of the the reasonings are not really like you know oh man I bought my PS5 I should you know use my PS5, but people are are worried that games are just in general being scaled back to also go on the PS4. And then if they were just being developed PS5, naturally they would be made different or I guess better because they're if the if the only intention was to put them on on the better console. Which I under, I mean I get that I, I'm not a developer I don't know if that's how that works but I understand the concept. Yeah, you man. Know? I mean like I understand. Per- the, I I also understand that concept. Like I understand wanting to have your game that's you know the best it possibly could be the best it could possibly be. But like you also have to think that these developers are like. You know, the, the, these games are, like, pieces of art to them, and, like, they're babies, so they want you to have the best experience they can possibly deliver to you. And if they think that they can release it on both generations and still give you that, then yeah, trust sure. them. Like, 100%. Especially, especially a studio like Santa Monica. Like, God of War was so good. Like, like all of a sudden now, you're, like, yeah, they, like they're sad and like worried that this game is going to come out and be worse. Yeah, they're not like, going to take any chances with their sequel. And I think a no, good example was not. like Last of Us Part Two on the PS4. Like that was like, and the same thing with Last of Us did for the PS3. Like they, it was like the swan song for the console and the system in terms of like the hardware. Like they mm-hmm. had it so fine tuned to what it could do. Like if you go back and play Last of Us Part Two on a PS4 or a PS4 Pro, like it pushed that thing. It really it did. Like yeah. and looked great, played great, et cetera, et cetera. Like, there really wasn't complaints like, oh, Last of Us Part Two runs, like, fucking hot garbage on a PS4, but runs like this on PS4 Pro. Like, it was pretty solid across the board. Like, they figured that out because that was a developer that was so fine-tuned to the console and that architecture. And, mm-hmm. yes, 100% what people saying about the PS5. Like, oh, well, if they're just focused on releasing for the PS5, they'd be able to do great things. But then again, these are Sony-owned studios. They're embedded with them. Not Sony-owned, but, like, maybe they just have ties, whatever. Like, you know, uh, Horizon... Forbidden West is going to be the perfect example. Like, they're going to release it across, you know, these iterations, PS4, PS5, because, like, A, makes them more money, does the best for Sony as a brand, and also I'm sure that they'll figure out a way to make it have its boost performance, etc., whatever nonsense, on both iterations. So, yeah. You also got to think that these first-party studios like Sony Santa Monica or Guerrilla or, like, Guerrilla Games have had dev kits of the PS5 for at least... I would probably say at least a year, two years pushing it before we got the PS5. Well, all the, um, I mean, all the all the hardware inside of the PS5 is now at least three or four years old. I hate to say it, yeah, but it's the so, truth of the matter. Yeah. Like, they have these yeah. things that, like, your point, Pat, perfect example. 
like they had these dev kits out in the hands of, of devs a year yep. at least at least a year prior before the console even hit the market so like they've been yeah. working how do you think you get launch games this, <laughs> like yeah they've been they've been working this hardware for at like you just said at least a year before the thing even hit the market so think about how long god of war what was it called ragnarok has been worked on now because this is we when did we get the reveal for that before it was before the launch of ps5 right it was like like around e3 last year or something i think it was right around the launch time it was very close okay okay so but still think that, it's at this gotta point in time, it, it has yeah. to it's it's it that game has probably been in development since the first game came out at least i'd say at least a year on the ps5 dev kit up until launch which was like november so now think it's not coming out 20, 2021, so that's another year on it. And then a window of 2022, so that's at least a three-year dev cycle, four-year dev cycle. Yeah. yeah you're Something right. like that. Like, it's like, uh, it's just people, like, the, the amount of faith that people don't have is impressive to me. Yeah, uh, no, that's great. Also, to, to, I guess to leave you with one last thing, and this is another thing Colin tweeted, which I think is just interesting. Um, Sony also has never done this before there's never been a, a, a cross-gen game like a first-party cross-gen game like this so this is unprecedented and if you think about it ratchet and clank is the only announced first party uh exclusive ps5 game which Wait, is how is how is returnal not it's not that's not a first party studio house marquee is not owned by them no. Yeah, but they they made Rezo go. They're, 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 they're not owned yeah, by them th technically. Okay, but then again, House unless I just don't know House Marquis catalog. Where what else have they released for other platforms? They're like it's think about it, think about them like Blue Point, Brian. Like Blue Point technically is not a first party studio for Sony, but they like they're, they're independently owned. They just have a contract with Sony to make games. So I mean, it's semantics, yeah. but it, it, yeah, exactly. But the, you're just the, you're treading water here in this conversation. No, you know, like well, no, I don't think so. I think that's nuts. The only first party confirmed game for the PS5 is Ratchet and Clank right now. I you know I think I think that's a, that's a, I think that's kind of okay. It is, but you at know. the same time, like, does that does that really bother you? Like, does that really no, no? But I still just you? I still think it's it's wild. Like again, it's also unprecedented. They've never done this before. This is the first year that they, that they they have put that much emphasis on cross gen games that are first party games. So I can so I can I, I can understand at least this being a conversation. You know, does this make me want to go on Twitter and yell about how I'm mad about it? No. But I agree that that's that's kind of a crazy statistic. If you think about it, I mean, did you know that? Did you? Oh, no, the top, they were there. I mean, then again, the dynamic were, has changed. Like the PS4 Pro, I guess, if you bought it within the last couple of years, you're at least looking at it like it's going to. They're not even saying the Pro though. PS5. That's they're saying that they've not one mention of the Pro. Everything is PS4. So you're so you can even go back to people playing their original PS4s. If they said Pro, that would be a different story. But they're not even saying I think, that. I think. I think they're just kind of lumping it all in together, like PS4 and PS4 Pro. And I think when they say play, when they say PS4, I think they're lumping both of them in together. Well, they but I are. See, like but I, I know, I know what you're saying. Like you know, this the new God of War will be player playable on a base PS4. Yeah, um, which is then you're but, right, 100 percent fucking insane. So curious to see how um, it runs. But I mean, and I'm, are you like, are we positive that there wasn't like any cross-platform like PlayStation 4 to PS3 like first-party games at all? I, I'm I going off like what college we did. I'm not, not fact-checking this. So take, I, take I, it with yeah, a huge I, grain of salt. I, 
Yeah, like I really feel like that's not the case because I specifically remember when the Xbox One and the, and the PS4 came out, there were like multiple years of releases on both generations on both consoles. I like explicitly remember. Yeah, that. I mean, like, well, I guess to Colin's point, and again, not fact checking here, it was first party. Like, yes, there might be a litany of other games in terms of like your fucking Madden, you know, whatevers that might have been on both. But then again, that's not a Santa Monica. That's not a uh, gorilla. That's not a naughty dog, whatever. I mean, you also and I do, Dan, I under like I understand like the, the, the conversation piece that like that that brings up. But like there's also we're at a point now where. You know, if you picked up a PS5 or an X, like a Series X, um, you're probably considered an early adopter, and like people are not so inclined to immediately spend that much money on like a game a, a game console when the one that they're using now works fine. I, so, I like, wouldn't consider I wouldn't consider an early adopter with a PS5 because when I hear the early adopter, I think you don't know exactly what you're getting or it's untested. You know what you're getting with PS5. That's how video right, games have so, always worked. Right. I would like. All right. So and that, and that logic that wrong. your early adopter for any console you have ever bought in the past. That early adopter is the wrong term. Let's go enthusiast. Or on the bleeding edge, like you want to be the first to have it. Or but that. with con- was consoles ever like that? I mean, I don't think I. I'm, no, I've never we're, felt we're, like getting they, a new console. I felt like I was on the bleeding edge of technology. I, they they market these things to be generational. The new thing comes out. And everyone wants to get it, and like you, and like they almost like in the past, you need to get it if you want to play these games. And, uh, the, and, and the idea of being on being yeah, on like you, the forefront Dan, of the you're, the, you're kind of contradicting yourself here. Like you're getting it to play the new games, and not you're not contradicting yourself, but maybe Sony's contradicting themselves in the sense of like, hey, you want to get this to, to generational to play the new games, but it's all of it's you're playing. You know, there's only a like a very small slice of new games. The majority of you the games think, are available on the uh, the older platform. You also got to think about like this the the level of marketing that these consoles have now, and like the 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 sheer like fervor around them. Like it's just it's so big, and it's so much bigger than it used to be. And like you know the uh, like the people that aren't like as in tune with the technology that are going into these games, like we are, like they they see those specs and like stuff like that, and they don't give a fuck. Like, if they can play, if they can play Fortnite on the PS4, why the fuck are they going to get a PS5? Well, but, like, okay, so, just... but what you're saying, if there's that much hype around it, and that's perpetuated by Sony itself, or these companies, and then also the fans, so it's not just the fans, wouldn't, wouldn't it make sense then that you just, you know, to, to go with that hype, you made sure that the people are excited for that thing that they are hyping up, and putting more games on that, and not continuing... To ha- to support something else that they are no longer kind of focusing on, rather it's well, the PS Five. Yeah, and well, and well, they yes reward and, no. and they reward those people with like launch exclusives. Like, I mean, granted, there weren't a ton, but like they they existed. They were there. Yeah, I'm sure. And those people got in and they got, and they played those games. And for the people yeah. that didn't yet, they are all right. Here you go. Here's the thing to play, and hoping that they will eventually get there and want to make them move on to the next generation. Mm-hmm. So like, they're all all I see it is I, again. I understand. Like I I. I understand both sides of the argument. I just don't. It's just weird to me that like we're viewing it negatively. That you know people didn't want to drop six hundred or five hundred dollars on these consoles yet, and would rather wait. I think that's perfectly fine. And being able to support those people by giving them cool games is perfectly reasonable to me. And like again, I understand that. Like I understand your side of the argument. Like you know, wanting to focus focus down on your the generation you're on and stuff like that. I get it. But 
we can't like it's tough to leave those people on the wayside when like you do have people that are still on the old generation that want to play your shit and there's a market there still yeah. like it's i just i viewing that negatively is just strange to me and like i just well, I, the, I think the market sides, needs to move just, away from from a and a generational think, standpoint of uh, it needs to be reiterations and not and not whole different consoles. If if they, if, they, if they want to support things that are old and new, then they can't put such such an emphasis on this is the new thing. This is what you need to buy. You need to go out and buy it because they're not giving well, me enough reasons to go out and buy it. Well, here's a and here's a half decent example. I think that's that's a that's a Sony problem. Well, yeah, opinion. yeah, no, I think it's a, X, a game problem in general. X, Xbox Xbox is kind of doing that already. Like the the Xbox the fucking the Xbox home screen is the exact same th- is the same on the Series X as it is on the One X as it is on the fucking Series S as it is on the fucking Xbox. Yeah, One they create a consistency like it's all the same. across their platforms. Granted, their naming schemes are shitty, but they're they they have it's a it's they call it their family of consoles and that's kind of what you're alluding to is that it's iterations of the consoles not completely new generations and that's more of a sony yes, thing you're 100 right and yeah. the sony the sony are the ones that are this is the playstation 5 this is the new generation of our playstation like you need to buy this if they were to say this is the new if they were to just rebrand and be like this is the new playstation and then just reiterate on that going forward i think they would be fine it's just Oh, Pat, you, the, I, think the, you, I think you nailed it there, man. I honestly <clears throat> think you fucking hit... You drove that point home 100%. You nailed it. Like, Xbox has a better... What Microsoft has that way of handling it. Like you said, family of consoles. Sony is more line in the sand. Yeah. And that creates a problem right there. Because they're line in the sand, you shouldn't have your horizon on, you know, ABC or whatever, however you yeah. want to mm-hmm. defer it. And, Dan, you're 100% right in making that point and saying, like, you have a new generation. Here's the games that drive it. You know, having all these things that kind of blend in and bleed the lines, it doesn't, you know, creates this confusion, creates this conversation. Yeah. And I even think, and I was trying to say this before, I'm sorry if I cut anybody off, but like think of a game like Destiny 2. Like that's been on all these all these platforms, all these iterations mm-hmm. of consoles. And like if you have a PS5, you get a graphical update. That's driven by Bungie yep. and then the, the, the Sony and the Microsoft, have, they, have, they have to put it out. You know, yep. they're saying, hey, Series X, like here you go. Here's your graphical bump. Here's your FPS bump. Like, okay, cool, but if you're still on the PS4 yeah. and you're playing it, then you're going to say, oh, shit, maybe I want to get the PS5 because it has these updates. And sure. then you get the PS5 and then you're like, oh, this is a console, and then I'll try out this game, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And it creates this di- diversity in the marketplace. Yeah. So No, I th- yeah, I think I think that's what it boils down to. I think, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a hu- hugely negative thing, but I don't think it's the best look for Sony to push these consoles and say this is the new thing, this is what you want, and then not support it as, hard, as wholeheartedly as they can. I think I was what a boy. No, and I, I can, I can, I can see, I can, I completely can see that side of the argument for and sure. It's also yeah. just <clears throat> for us specifically, and this is a very us thing. Like next week, I get to play the next Ratchet and Clank game, and everything I've seen about it looks fucking incredible. It's literally oh, yeah. my eyeballs are gonna melt out of my face playing <laughs> this shit on my OLED TV, like on my PS5. It's gonna be fucking great. I can't wait. I'm so excited. My Xbox is collecting dust. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame. That's the, the, the yeah, it sucks, and that's the worst thing about the Xbox right now is that there's just not really anything to play on. That's a whole, yeah, yeah, that's a whole um, other conversation with itself. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, it's kind of not going to get. Yeah, into no, right we don't. Now, we but, don't have to start. But then again, it does go. It bleeds into this conversation about hey, PS5 exclusives on the other consoles, et cetera, et cetera. You have the Series X that's all about that. They are so much about like you. This game's coming out. You can play it on PC. You can play it on the fucking this. You can play it on that. You can do whatever you want. You fucking it's your game. Fucking have fun. Go hard. Well, and then it's just, Xbox, it creates this like. Meh. Like, 
They just don't have any Xbox exclusives. And they just don't have, like, not, like not even, PS5 like, drives not even series. that narrative. Like, here's Ratchet & Clank, yeah. PS5, jammed it down your throat. Gotta have right. the console. Yeah. Well, that's, there you go. Xbox, well, that's hey, the thing, is here's that Halo Infinite. You can play it on PC, you can play it on Xbox. Pick uh, they've, been doing that, they've been doing that for years and years with, with games for Windows. Yeah. I mean, Xbox has always been like that. Which is and that's great, and but the, then it creates that, like, fuck, what am I doing? Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, well, why did I even buy the new Xbox? But, you know... Again, that's a decision we made as consumers. We're not going to be upset about it, but Bingo. you know. But again, you know, if but again, maybe if Sony was like, just so you guys know, all these games are going to be cross gen on you know, PC in three years. <laughs> yeah, then maybe well, maybe that, somebody yeah, might yeah. not have bought that PS5 at that time. If 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 the PS5 came out, and like I said before, if the PS5 came out and it was just called the PlayStation, and it then from there just went on and they took on like the just for instance the the fam the PlayStation family of consoles and they did a similar thing that Xbox is doing with a less shitty naming scheme and just had their games come out and like this is a PlayStation exclusive not a PS5 exclusive this is a PlayStation exclusive you can play it on the yeah. fucking this 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 updated console or you can play it on the PS4 or the Pro or whatever like that is i think the appropriate way to go about it <clears throat> do i think Sony will change that anytime soon no i do no. not um a good example and is the way I think. Oh, sorry, and I just once Xbox gets rolling and like their actual Xbox exclusives start coming Xbox. out, Xbox exclusives start coming out with from like their a bunch of their first their first party studios that they've acquired and stuff like that, and that's that ball starts getting like that ball starts to get rolling. I think there'll be some really cool shit sure. that you can play on your fucking computer or your Xbox One or your Xbox One S or your Xbox One yeah. X or your Series. But that's X always that's X. always the the kind of the the you know the, you know the nature of games they wanted to convey was like that. So it it, it just you know I, yeah. I and also like if you even think think about like you know I, if we could I can end on this point I guess like think about uh, how you know with all the cross gen stuff how open Xbox has always mm -hmm. been how Sony has been super you know. Either just not even willing to play very ball rigid. or very re rigid about it. So that goes to show how they they view these things. So I think I just think I, I you know I I don't think your fans need to go like outside and start burning their PS fives. But I understand feeling a certain type of way about it. No, well, I mean if they're willing to go outside and burn their PS fives, I think they should. Or they should so just give them have to play games. With they them. give them to me. They can hand them <laughs> yeah, to me. Yeah. They don't need to burn them. They yeah. can just give them all to me. Uh, all right, that's that's it, Brian. Do we, we want to do some quick off topic? <laughs> I think we should wrap this one up. These are real gamer hours. Yeah, I got, I got, uh, I don't think I have anything. I don't have anything off the top of either. Pat, unless you got something you want to hit us with quick, I'm pretty good uh, to take this one out to see. Watched the first episode of Euphoria. It was cool. Um, started Castlevania. I'm on episode like three. It's really great. Finished Castlevania because it ends really great. I also finished Castlevania. And it's, yes, and it's really great. I will. There is a an album that I was listening to the other day that I like a lot. I don't remember what it's called. Oh, we're, do, we're doing off top of rapid rapid fire album real quick. Uh, Jubilee by Japanese Breakfast, very good. Everyone listen to that. Also, bada bing, bada Honeycomb uh, by Jitwam, very good. Um, everyone should fucking music oh. recognition ever. The Olivia Rodrigo album that everyone on the planet's been listening to. A couple sounds like Paramore. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard that? Have you seen that? <laughs> what? Have you seen that yeah, video? Like, the video? It's like literally, the, the, literally like the exact same song, pretty much. Uh, well, it, it was all over TikTok. I saw like eight million things about I it. Like, I fucking don't care. I don't yeah. care. I don't care. There's a couple good songs in that. I'll give credit when credit's due. And also, um, Doom and Sun by uh, Bachelor, Jason, and Palehound. I want to check that out. 
And uh, and Mdu Mokhtar. Africa Mdu Mokhtar. Making these names up now? Nah. Mdu Mokhtar. Africa Victim. Let me check that out. Okay, I'm done. Goodbye. Let's go, Pat. Uh, album by Audrey Nuna, A Liquid Breakfast. Very good. Check it oh, Bear Vista. You got to watch. It's so good. Oh, uh, yeah. I've watched a single episode and I need to watch yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's for, I don't, season's over. And it was great. There was like a million twists in it. My mind was mush. I confused. I confused the fuck out of Amanda because like mayor sounds a lot like mayor when you're saying it like relatively John fast. Mayor so of like, Eastern Town. And she was soup. She was super confused because she thought I was saying mayor of East Town. And we started watching it. And she's like, I don't know who the fuck is the mayor. And I was like, There's no mayor. There's no mayor. This is, <laughs> like, this, this is mayor, is, but not the mayor. Her name is her. No, her name is Mayor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome mayor. show. Incredible, actually. Uh, Kate. Uh, Winslet, right? Is like I, I, I don't know. I, I she's like an alien. It, she's so fucking good in that show. <laughs> she's incredible. Honestly, inc- absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, I've got yeah, I, me, uh, and me and my Steve. have one episode left to catch up in season four of Handmaid's Tale, and then we're gonna go full steam ahead and Mara. Mara you'll you'll you'll, you'll get it done in like less than a week. It's 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 not a quick Gator. watch because it's an hour each, but like it, you, you'll watch one and then you go to watch six four. So you'll get hell it done. yeah. Hell yeah! Yeah, I've watched I've watched one and have wanted to do nothing but watch more, yeah. and I have not. Six, 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 so six, 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 six. I will I will be doing that. Um, other than that, I don't really have much else. Yeah, we're good. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, if you want to talk to us more, go to okgamers.com. That will link you an invite to our Discord. If you want to talk to us more individually, you can go to our Twitters. I'm at this Braun, Dancing on Pat Peace and Mirth. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. That was another episode of the OK Gamers Podcast. Thanks so much. Lives. Bye.